Hey, this is Chris from Cryptopsy. Hey, this is Matt from Cryptopsy. This is Flo from Cryptopsy. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. My name is Tim Corey. Hey, this is Gorgasm. Shane Embry, bass player of Napalm Death. Rocco Brujeria. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. What's up, everybody? It's Jim Bush from Armored Scene. Hello, Deathsters. This is Martin Van Gunen from Asterix. And uh, you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up? And welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis. With me, Dr. Vincent West. Hello, sir. How we doing? Uh, we got Matt and Flo from Cryptopsy. Doctor nailed that interview. It's fucking awesome. He had a great time at the at the show. I did. Uh, it's an honor to have those guys on. Been a huge fan of Cryptopsy uh, ever since I first heard them. They're fucking awesome. Who doesn't like Nuns of Vile? That album's nasty, and you saw it all the way through. Correct. It was so. That's amazing. Awesome. So uh, I think in Europe as well, they're going to be doing shows where they play Nuns of Vile in its entirety. So be sure to go see them wherever you right are. Now. In the U.S. or uh, Europe, wherever you guys are. And what do we have? We just saw the title on the screen here. We are doing, uh, for a wonderful Canadian death metal band, that arguably, in my opinion, invented technical death metal. I actually think. Right. I know some other people may argue that. I, I think they, they did. And uh, so we give them uh, my favorite David Cronenberg film. One of them. There's two, but uh, uh, Scanners. I would like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. There are four billion people on Earth. 237 are scanners. They'll control your mind, conquer your will, manipulate your body like a toy. Self-destruct. Five seconds. The pain begins. And your flesh. In your brain. Four seconds. You feel its power. Three seconds. The pressure. The pounding. The terror. Two seconds. You can't breathe. It chokes you. It destroys you. One second. You begin to self-destruct. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. You pray it will end, and it will. Scanners. Their thoughts can kill. 1981, we got Michael Ironside, oh, yeah. Dick Smith doing the makeup. Um, <clears throat> a really good cast of, of people in this film. And uh, 1981. Yeah. And, well, if we've done 81. Howard Shore uh, did the music for this. He also he did Lord he, of the Rings. And, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He did he did Crash with Cronenberg. Um, he, good stuff. He's, he's uh, God, hell, we, could look, we ought to look up Howard Shore. Right. He's done that much good stuff. He scored so many good movies. I'm trying to think of a movie we did. Did he do the Hobbit stuff too? Uh, that I don't know. I don't think so. He did the Lord of the Rings though. I know which one they did. We've, we've done two movies, three movies from 81 in horror, and they're all uh, really good, good movies. Uh, but what we usually do for now, we're going to tell you... Uh, regular movies that came out in '81, just to give you guys a, a, you know, paint a picture of what else was coming out around. 81. I know my favorite movie that came out in '81. I don't want. Yeah, you do. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nope, there's another one on there. Well, I know Raiders of the Lost Ark. Came yeah, out Raiders of the Lost Ark was probably the biggest biggest film to come God, out that year. That movie fucking rules. Um, we also got Heavy Metal. Oh yeah, I love that. The first one, the animated animated film. Yep. Um, 
Ivan Reitman. A History of the War Part 1, which is probably my favorite uh, Mel Brooks movie. I think that was hysterical. Movie. It's a great uh, movie. Stripes. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. John love Candy. It. Uh, for, your, for Your Eyes Only. Oh. Rest in peace, Roger Moore. Um, you got American Pop. You got uh, Excalibur. Oh. Das Boot, which is really Excalibur, good. Excalibur, that's the, the movie that got the guys in Armored Saint to form the band. Right. Yeah, Das Boot. And you got The Fox and the Hound, which is a really good Disney movie. That is a good Disney movie. Uh, Arthur, which is really funny. Um, it, it is. <laughs> uh, Body Heat. That's a good movie. Uh one of my favorite Burt Reynolds movies, The Cannonball Run. Oh, it's such a good movie. Roger Moore's awesome. in that, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, Chariots of Fire, and of course you got Raiders of the Lost Ark. But horror really shined in 81. And, uh, I mean, of course, you got the inevitable uh, Friday the 13th sequel. They spawn them every year. So we're at part, part two. two. Oh. Part 81, which is amazing. Oh. Uh, Halloween 2. Oh, that's a good one. You got The Howling. That's a good one. Hell Night, which is Linda Blair. Besides, besides Exorcist, no. Why is that not on Blu-ray? It is a good movie. Why is that not on Blu-ray? To me, Hell Night is a better Night of the Demons. I'd see that, and it was before. It's like a house party, and then the demons way before it. Way before it. Uh, You got Possession. uh, My Bloody Valentine came out in '81. The Prowler. Oh, just Tom Savino oh, goodness. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's a good one. Dead and Buried. Which that's a good. I'll, I that's that. that's on Blu-ray. That's a good movie. Uh, Deadly that. Blessing came Love out in '81. You got that? Yeah, I do. Uh, Cannibal for uh, Cannibal Ferox, which I also is it for or is it Ferox? Yeah, I it thought is. it was Ferox. I was trying to be all like. Yeah, well, it's Fro. It's Ferox. Yeah. Okay. Cannibal Froze. It's Cannibal uh, Frozen. Wolfen came out in '81. Who loves that movie? I love that movie. You do. Moral Dane loves that movie too. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, graduation Day, one of my favorite like super. Graduation Day is good. I have that. One of my favorite super B horror movies, Evil Speak, came out in eighty one. That's it's a good movie. Clint Howard, it's a good movie. Uh, Omen three, The Final Conflict. Uh, that's got Sam Neill in it. That right. is actually my favorite Omen film. That's awesome. Uh, Final Exam, Piranha. Uh, I've got Final Exam on Blu-ray. Piranha two, The Spawning. That is that. That is James Cameron's first film. My favorite Roger Corman film, Galaxy of Terror. Does anybody know that? That is that is James Cameron that did Titanic's first film. Yeah. Piranha to the Spawning. He got sick with malaria, because we just talked about this when you and I watched Terminator recently. He did, yeah. He got sick with malaria filming Piranha to the Spawning and came up with, in like a hazy dream, the Terminator concept. Right. So that's how it was born, kids. That's a true story. Uh, Faces of Death 2, oh. which was huge then. Everyone thought it was real. Uh, like I said, Galaxy of Terror, that's my favorite Roger Corman. Um, let's see. Oh, thank you to Mary Buster on YouTube for the Goat Whore interview. On, she said, great interview. Goat Whore has some awesome guys. Just got the new album. It sounds brutal. So thank you, Mary Buster, for picking up the new Goat Whore album, uh, which uh, the doctor actually she just got in the mail. Yeah, oh. on YouTube. It just popped up on the on the screen here. So thank you. Shout out to Mary Buster for giving us feedback and picking up and purchasing the new Goat Horror record. Yeah, uh, I got mine Monday. Madhouse came out in 81. We're still going with 81 Horror. I mean, Jesus. this is uh, a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll save all these for last because um, there's a lot of them. Uh, the Burning, which is one of, them, one of the first episodes we ever did. Uh, the Fun House. Which oh, we also I love did. that movie. That was Hooper. our that was our summer recap episode where we had Terrence on from Suffocation for the first time. First time, yeah. Uh, I also had uh, Sleazy P. Martini from uh, the Manager of Guar, <laughs> yeah, which was hilarious. Better. And then you had a, another 
another guest on there. There's three. Yeah, Krizian. Oh, Alex from Krizian. So we had two repeat offenders, future repeat offenders. Um, American Werewolf in London. Oh. 81. We had Royal Dane on. Oh, that's my favorite werewolf movie. And The Evil Dead, 1981. Oh. And then here are the three... These are all three Fulci films that came out in 81 that I'm going to save for last, going in order of what I love. The Black Cat, The House by the Cemetery, which is Phil's favorite, and he told us on, yeah. on the episode. And my favorite, and one that we actually chose between doing this, uh, The Beyond, came out in 1981. Oh. So if you guys haven't seen any of that Fulci stuff, uh, definitely House Beyond, you know, House by the Cemetery or... Uh, is it weird that Beyond's my favorite Fulci yeah. film? It's my favorite, too. I just really oh, it's like nasty. It. It's the uh, it's beautiful. House by the Cemetery is great film. too, and uh, I like Cat in the Brain. That's a weird one. It's more like a compilation, but it's still good. Um, you want to do uh, music eighty one? Please, yeah. I've got it pulled up, and I apologize, my phone's almost dead. You're fine. I'm gonna. I've got it ready to go here. We already got some crazy shit going on in the, the scanners. World. Okay, we've got the heavy metal soundtrack. Yep, because the movie came out in eighty one, so the um, soundtrack the soundtrack had Slayer on it, didn't it? Or was it the no, second? No, it was no, the second no. one. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> it had... Uh, but that one has like Sammy Hagar and Blue Oster Cult. Mm. The second one Cheap had trick. a song by Slayer. I want to say it was Ice Titan. It was one of the... Or, yeah. Star, or Scarstruck, one of those two. Something like it was that. something yeah. off one of their I think the Scarstruck was right, I think. Uh, Rose Tattoo, Assault and Battery. More of kind of a ACDC kind of thing. They're from Australia. Kind of a knockoff, but I like them. No, nope, nothing Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Awesome. I'm starting with kind of the crap, and I'm going to go up. Um, Lower tier to top tier. Correct. That's how we like to do it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman. Awesome. Crocus Hardware. Okay, Rhodes. Helix White Lace, White Lace and Black Leather. Um, that's a Canadian band. I thought it would be good with the, what we're talking about. Um, no, Def Leppard High and Dry. No, we're full Canada in here right now. Rush, Exit Stage Left. There's another uh, Canada. Yeah, it's... it's got to do the Getty. And uh, the some Friends of Lemmy's. Uh, Girl School, Hit and Run. Awesome. Uh, Saxon Denim and Leather. Which that's is a, some more lemon. That's a lemon really fan. good, yeah. <clears throat> Sammy Hagar, Standing Hampton, uh, loudness. Uh, you know, sometimes when I wake Eve. up in the morning, I have a piss hard Standing Hampton. You do. Yeah. Uh, that's that's. I don't doubt that. <laughs> Tigers of Pantang, which is where John Sykes came from, uh, was later in White Sand stuff and Thin Lizzy. Uh, Crazy Knots, the name of that record. Uh, Accept Breaker. Awesome. Which is a fantastic record. Thin Lizzy, Renegade. Triumph, another Canadian band, yep. Allied Forces. Uh, Samson, Bruce Dickinson's band, Shock Tactics. Uh, heavy Load, Metal Conquest, I don't know what that is. Raven, Rock to You Drop, Anvil, Hard and Heavy, another Canadian band. Right. <clears throat> um, Holocaust, The Nightcomers. <laughs> um, Black Sabbath, The Mob Rules. Oh, man. Tigers of Pantang, Spellbound, Riot. Fire Down Below, Van Halen, Fair Warning, Awesome, Iron Maiden, Killers, Iron Maiden, Maiden Japan, which is a beautiful live EP, Venom, Welcome to Hell. That's one of the best ones that year. Judas Priest, Point of Entry, my favorite Judas Priest awesome. album. Again, we're getting to the end here because all the big boys are coming up. Kiss, Music from the Elder, love it. I love that record. Motorhead, No Sleep Till Hammersmith. <clears throat> And that's all I got for you. Oh, actually, not true. 
These are two records that I think you all should listen to, even if you're not a fan of a lot of punk stuff. This was some of some crossover stuff before it was ever even called crossover. I'd like to plug both these records as I own both. Plasmatics, Metal Priestess, and Plasmatics, Beyond the Valley of 1984. I'm a huge Wendy O. Williams fan. Nice. Both of those records are fucking nasty. Worth every penny. In my opinion. But. <clears throat> and that's what we got for 81. I think everybody in this movie is from other Cronenberg <clears throat> films. You got Stephen Lack that was in Dead Ringers. You know, the main guy that was convulsing in the table there uh, earlier. Um, then Robert Silverman that plays Benjamin. He was in Naked Lunch and he was in uh, The Brood also. So that's pretty cool. Got some returning uh, faces here. If you guys are super Cronenberg fans, then uh, that's something definitely exciting for you guys to see if you've never watched Scanners, but uh, you're somehow a Cronenberg fan, you're a huge fan, and you haven't seen this, then uh, if you've seen The Brood and and other stuff, Naked Launch, stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. And there's Michael Ironside. Look yeah, that, the guy was like the main dude in the brood, the one it showed a minute ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that guy is in a bunch of stuff. The guy next to Michael Ironside? No, 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 no. Well, he may be, but that's not what I was going to point out, was the the gentleman that's... Maybe I have to rewind that. Surely it'll show him again. This guy, I mean, this guy... You you're, you actually should look this guy up in a second. This, this guy has been in a fuck ton of shit. Him. Uh, he, he's been, that guy's been in like TV and everything. Of course, Michael Ironside. A lot of people don't know this. I'll say it's Giza Kovacs. He was in the Dead Zone. It's him. Yeah. Um. And and, and Tootle likes the Dead Zone. What I love, Michael Ironside. If I'm not mistaken, after he did this movie, he did a television show that I'm a huge fan of called V, which stood for Visitors. Huh. On NBC. Sounds so if we like have any other nerds out there, Here we go. and it was really cool because he was part of the resistance with Mark Singer that started Beastmaster. There we go, guys. We're at Coscarelli fame. Oh yeah, we're at thirteen minutes and four seconds, and this is already the the claim to fame for this film. We're actually going to get some audio on this. This is definitely for for you, Flo. This is what happens when you listen to Cryptopsy in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down the best head explosion in any movie. Besides the Maniac, that's probably the, the other one. <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> I want you to come with me. Maniac's probably more, you know, for, uh, you know, because it's Savini getting shot. and That was fucking it's a, super It's a fucking cool. rifle shot. You know, you don't see too many of those. That was just like a fucking taco. Yeah. This one looked like fucking four Happy Meals exploded. <laughs> I mean, that is the most gnarly head bust I've ever seen. It's fucking gross. Still to this day, it's... Gotta be one of the most it. memorable moments in horror history, I would say, too. It is, everybody. If you look up uh, best head explosion, that's it. It's right there. It's Scanners. That's, but yeah, that's beautiful. Visitors, I'll tell you guys a little bit about V that was on NBC. V on um, NBC. You, they would look human, and when you would attack them, their face would peel, and they were actually reptilian. Ew. 
No, it was cool. It, it wasn't like really. Yeah. The only thing that was ooh, like the stuff we don't like, was there was a part where one of the visitors, visitors that was on their side had fucked a human girl and she gave birth to this like demon larva thing. Ew. Well, that was nasty. Nice. Um, you know what we should do? Like We've never done this. If you're cool with it, and I, I don't know, if you'll get as much kick out of this as I probably will, but what do you think about us doing TV shows from, from 81? Yeah. You want me to pull it up? If you don't care. Sure. Just, you know, just for the hell of it. I seriously thought the doctor was about, like, why don't we start reviewing TV shows? I'm just like, no, we don't have time. <laughs> no, we don't. But but I thought this would be fun. Just tonight. See. We don't have to do it every time. No, that's another thing we can get into, definitely. Wow, there's a lot of shit. It's it's hard to find stuff where they started in 90, or 81, though. Uh, let's see what we got. <clears throat> well, whatever. What was airing in 81? Friends. Hands down, kids. <laughs> hands it. down, the best Spider-Man adaptation from comic book to cartoon ever. You can pull them off torrent sites. I'm telling you to steal it. It was never released domestically. I don't know why Disney owns it. It's never been released domestically. And the copies I pulled online are beautiful. <clears throat> uh, we got the Smurfs. Nice. Eighty-one. Uh, Danger Mouse. Oh, it's great. Nickelodeon. Yep. And you got, uh, let's see, you got Nurse. I don't know if anyone ever watched that. It was on CBS. This is interesting. Uh, Mr. Merlin. Okay. Let's see. Private Benjamin. Some that are pretty close, but a lot of them. Oh, there's a good one. The Greatest American Hero. Oh, God. That's on Hulu right now. <laughs> With you guys Cat. have Hulu, look up Greatest American Hero and go check out uh, one of my favorite shows. Like that. He's got like a little butthole forming, a cat butthole forming on his forehead. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly. So you got Falcon Crest. Um, <clears throat> that was a good shot. Magnum P.I. started in 1980, but it ran until 88, so you got some Magnum P.I. going there. Nice. <clears throat> Dynasty, great show. Uh, Street Hill Blues, uh, Hill Street Blues. One of the first crime dramas. I'll tell you guys some ones that ran until you know past eighty one. Uh, he is in the dead zone. Yeah. son of a bitch. That's crazy. But it started in nineteen seventy six, lasted until nineteen eighty three. Laverne and Shirley. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Fantasy Island. Oh, started in seventy seven, ended in eighty four. One of my favorite shows of all time. Started in 1974, ended in 1984. Happy Days. Oh, what a great show. Got the fonts, What a great show. Walter Matthau. What a great show. It's awesome. And uh, what's his name? Richie Cunningham. It's fucking awesome. Tom Bosley's what you're thinking of. Um, Oh, yeah. Walter Matthau was in it after or something, wasn't he? No, he's not on that show. Who am I thinking of? Tom Bosley. Oh yeah, he he looks Pat like Morita. He looks like Karate Kid was in. He looks Happy like Days. Walter Matthau. I always got he does. Confused. Tom Bosley. I still got it confused. No, you're good. Uh, from 1972 to 1983, Mash. Oh yeah, Great I think ran forever. 1975 to 1985, The Jeffersons. Oh yeah. Uh, 77 through 84, you got Three's Company. Oh, John Ritter. What a what a tragic waste him. Oh, I know. Comical genius. And 79 to 1985, Dukes of Hazard. You know, I want to actually defend that show a minute. A lot of I people think that, that, that it's a racist show. There's nothing racist about it. They're just It's just two hit guys that drive around and help people. 
if anything, it's it's a perfect depiction of of you know of what if the they're South in the South be. where they have the Confederate. Flag, it's not racist because of that. It's no. a, it's a depiction. They're Southern characters. In order to make it realistic, of course, that's going to be a thing because people in the South, if you don't live there, have ever been to the South, then you see that shit all the time. It's just the way people are. In fact, if you guys <laughs> go to the the Days of the Dead con, Ken Foray will be in a in a in a uh, <laughs> in a Southern flag T-shirt, <laughs> handing out phantasm flyers. I'm kidding. I love Ken, but that I don't have a problem with the Southern. I don't feel like it's racist. I don't. I'm not saying racist people don't use. I don't feel that it's racist. I mean, the flag itself is not racist because the flag. The is, idiots that follow it maybe. The flag itself really. has never said any racial slurs to anybody, or it's just. I don't flag. find it offensive. I, I, I guess you know. Let me ask you something. It depends. I, let's, let's talk about this. It's just, just real quick. It's basically. Does like a, a Nazi flag offend you? Not really. I mean, I see it. It's, I can't help it. Who cares? It's a, whatever. If that's what you want to do. As long as you're not in my face calling me a kike. Or see, whatever, I feel I feel kid. more offended. The reason I was asking you that was because I feel more offended uh, being a quarter Cuban by honestly by the American flag than yeah. I do. And that's kind of risque me to say that, but it's if I was to walk into a show and they just drop a Nazi fucking banner am I gonna stand there and keep watching no, no I'm gonna turn the fuck around that doesn't mean I'm offended that just means I don't right. think I belong I don't know I think I, I'm I, the, look and I don't wear the southern flag Corey can attest to this or anything what is it I always get this mixed up the flag confederate flag confederate flag but, but here's the thing. Well, we're both northerners. Anyway, it's so. right, and I don't. I'm not condoning. But I also am not offended by it. If I saw somebody wearing it, I'm not offended by it. I wasn't offended by when Dimebag Daryl had a guitar of it. Did he mean it racially? I don't think so. But maybe he did. I don't know. No, I think it's. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I could see where somebody would think that maybe, and maybe it is. It but but but, but the point. I don't think it's a. But I don't think personally. I mean, I'm not black, so maybe maybe it is offensive. Maybe I should have asked Terrence that. Does Duke's a hazard offend you, or did you get high and watch it? <laughs> I mean, I. But but I don't think Duke's of Hazard, the actors, the creator, anything had any racial intentions by it. No, I don't think so. Either. Because it's again, it's it's about dudes in the South, and in the '70s, they really didn't think about it like they do now. Right. It's just one of there those. wasn't. I don't think people had the PC meter up like they do now. You know, everything's almost too politically correct. It is too politically correct now. Um, I did want to announce this though. There is a Dukes of Hazard limited edition wheelchair fucker shirt, and it, and and it has him on it in white, and it's called Wheelchair Hog instead no, of the, Boss Hog. No, on the back it says Sister Fucker. Yeah. Still wheelchair. Fucker. Right. It's very limited, so if y'all want that, get that one eight hundred phantasm. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I was. I, I mean, I I don't think Duke's Hazard is a racist show. I know people like got all up in arms about it, but I don't. I just don't feel that it is personally. I, I watch it. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't feel like it's. Do know. they help black people? I don't know. Do they? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Not racist. <clears throat> I mean, maybe not every episode but they do. There was a Dukes of Hazard cartoon, for God's sakes. No, yeah. so you know. I mean, Disney's made plenty of racial, racial. Uh, oh God, <clears throat> cartoons. So I mean, cartoons doesn't mean anything. Attacking her shoes. No kicker. Get away from those. Go on. Don't go on. Leave her shoes alone. Go on. She's gonna fucking kill you. Go on. 
Kicker. Go on, get out of here. Go oh, I know what it is. It's a goddamn bread tie. My cat's a, from the depths of somewhere. I don't know where she came from. Excuse my eating. I haven't really eaten shit today. But, um... I guess everybody sees things differently. Um, if you get offended by a car hood, you really need to just relax. Unless the General Lee Horn was like, you know, calling you the, you know, saying racist I mean, things. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not this huge Duke's Hazard fan, but I'm not offended by it. Yeah. But if somebody is a def- is offend you know offended them I mean because I saw somebody online saying that it was like Donald Trump propaganda I'm like how do you figure that show 70s? was canceled in the fucking eighties it's like <laughs> 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 they did like a TV reunion movie I think in the early nineties and that was it it's like I'm pretty Plus sure Tom Wopat and and the the Schneider guy, John Schneider, they're not; those guys aren't racist. I'm not defending Donald Trump in any way, but I don't even think he knows what color the Confederate flag is. Or <laughs> either, or what he's a, a, he's a New Yorker. He may be a Republican <laughs> retard, but I mean, at least he, you know, he's he's not from the South, or he wouldn't really just raise the Confederate flag for any reason. So, um, there's a big uproar about that lately with all. These monuments being torn down and flags being torn down. You know where these monuments are going? They're going to a fucking museum. So if people want to learn about that side of history, like the Confederacy and all that stuff, then go to a fucking museum and look at it. Because states nowadays, and and there's so much negative shit going on, they're not going to want tourists to come out. and, And also, like, blacks to go to, you know, Alabama and places like that and just have a giant Confederate... You know, generals sitting there because that you know they're glorifying it is what they're doing, and I know it's a piece of history right. and all that, but that's a little extreme for the the you know times change, people's perception changes. You got to get with the times. We can't have this Confederate uh, glorification anymore. I mean, and that's not me being offended or anything. I'm just speaking for other people, and you got to look through other people's perspectives with it because you can't just. You know, be like, it's historical, it's history. It's like, okay, well, you know where historical stuff goes? In a fucking museum. Right. Because this isn't history anymore. This is right now. So. I see what you're saying. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little different on that. I, I'm not offended if they had, you know, a slave trader or a fucking, you know, me being Cuban. Some guy that killed some glorified, you know. Because if you want to be honest, me being Cuban, I'm more offended by the entire city of Washington, D.C., because yeah. it just glorifies mili- white military men that murdered my people. So it's like, yeah. I'm offended by the United States, but that's sure. a whole other that's a whole other argument. So, right. I mean, you're ne- and what I'm saying it's like is, I'm, I'm you're, saying, well, you're never going to make everybody happy. No, you're not. I mean, you you know, but I can totally understand something like I don't understand why people are getting mad about them tearing down these monuments and putting them in museums. I agree with you. Because it doesn't, especially if they're not destroying it, they're moving it to a museum. That's because they're white and they're guilty, and and you want to have your stupid opinions about history whenever you don't even care. It's like you're 20. Why do you care about the Confederacy? Like who cares? There's nobody alive that's that was in it to care. (laughs) No. And it was it was a. If they are, they're really old. (laughs) It was a civil war anyway, and we're starting a civil war over monuments about a civil war in the first place. It's really stupid and redundant. Oh, people getting up in arms about that. Oh yeah. I had somebody. That's yesterday. a shame. I had somebody yesterday. You know that the the 
when the Marines were on the Pacific and they won against Japan and they had that monument where they raised the American flag or whatever. Well, there's a picture where some guy has his phone over top of the, you know, blocking the flag, the American flag, and it's got the, you know, the the gay pride flag over it instead. People were getting really pissed off about it. And it's like, look, it's not like he actually went there and spray painted the pride flag on the monument. He just, like, did it on his phone, like, over it or something. And people were getting offended, like, this is disgraceful. All because some Marine that's, like, 25 years old got pissed off about it and said, you need to put that on my flag, it's disrespectful. It's like, okay, for one, I'm sure uh, your grandparents weren't even the Marines that did that. Number two, it's not your flag or your monument. You know. Maybe it was a Japanese gay man that did it. Maybe he was <laughs> doubly offended. It's you know like, what I mean? Well, my argument was it's like it's just it's just the flag, and it's not like he. I I, I can understand uh, he didn't he didn't make the Marines dress like the village people. He didn't do that. Huh. That would be mildly offensive. Huh. I can totally see that. Huh. He also I think it'd be funny. But. He also didn't huh. turn it into a Japanese flag because that would just be pointless. Like what do you what does that even mean? And you know they lost, or like a Nazi flag or something like that. I could understand how that would be offensive, or even the you know I'm sure if somebody had a picture and they replaced it with a Confederate flag, they'd be like that's bad ice, you know. So it's like, look, it's just a monument. You don't need to cling on to it like it means something to you. I understand if you're in the military, you come from a military family, but you had nothing to do with those men that did that. Other than it being the country that you were mistakenly born in because your parents just happened Nutted to have sex yeah. and missed the mattress and actually got some in. You don't need to fucking get all up on arms about it because you. you think you have a, a privilege or some kind of reason for that. I kill that fan. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't be offended. If, if you want to be offended, go ahead. But just relax. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's a statue. And the guy didn't do anything to the statue. He put his phone that he paid for, hopefully, off of it, and had some flag picture that probably he didn't even take. It was just uh, probably got the flag picture off Google. Right. And it's off his own fucking phone or whatever. So he didn't actually do anything. I can understand. It would be totally disgraceful if he went there and vandalized that monument. You know, to make it a gay pride thing. But, you know, right. then again, even at that point, that's not your problem. No. It's not your monument. Nope. You didn't build it. You're nope. not one of those men that did it. Nope. You probably couldn't even tell me who the men were that did it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I don't I care if you're either. in the Marine Corps. <laughs> if you can tell me who each of those um. soldiers were, then I will accept you being pissed off. But until then, when I know you fucking can't, don't get offended. When somebody does something to a fucking monument, if it's not a physical damage, whatever. Even then, it's not your monument to, to take care of just because you're in the Marine Corps and they were in the Marine Corps. Guess what that means? Not shit. Doesn't mean a damn thing. You need to take a little well, less pride in a monument that you had nothing to do with. Well, you weren't even fucking born for another, like, right, 40 years. Right. People get People get too wound up in that stuff. But, anyway, on scanners... We're in Canada, where I was hatched. Sorry, we went a long way off. No, we're good. We're fine. I enjoyed it. And you're very knowledgeable about that. Uh, Mr. Gore Christ, ladies and gentlemen, our historian here and current newskeeper, <laughs> because I, I tend to hide away from all that stuff because I have anxiety to the point where I want to die sometimes. Um, but yeah, we're back in Toronto with David Cronenberg at a train station. Uh, this movie goes in and out of, of uh, gore and action, but it's still... 
it's a hell of a it's an incredibly well done film and I actually t- in my opinion I, I argue with people there are a lot of people that feel like Shivers is kind of what put him on the map I think this movie did this movie is way more controversial uh, especially in America I think this put him on the map uh, I love Shivers Shivers is a great film it is great um, but th- this this to me because I had somebody ask me recently, a friend was asking me, you know, my favorite Cronenberg movies. It's this and The Dead Zone, and that's it. Yeah. I own The Brood. We did The Brood. We did. Uh, I own several of his films. But um, Existence is probably the weirdest one that I own, if anybody's ever seen that yeah. movie. Um, but to me, if you're a Cronenberg fan... <clears throat> Everybody's going to have their favorites. Uh, a lot of people like Rabbit. I like that movie. Right We've not done Rabbit on here yet. We will. Rabbit didn't feel right for Cryptopsy, though. No. Scanners does. Rabbit's not death metal enough. This is death metal. <laughs> and it's thinking death metal, whereas I feel like Cryptopsy is thinking death metal. But I agree with that. Um, uh, if, if it's okay, I'd like to talk about this real quick. Wow. Uh, the Summer Slaughter guy's really fucked up. I don't know if uh, now they're just trying to get people to come right off the bus in high school to go to that. I don't know what the deal is. Look, I'm not I, I'm not trying to, you know, just get on a soapbox about this. I'm sure y'all can imagine how I feel about it that I'm disgusted, which I am. But but I, I just don't get it. I, how is it the most extreme tour of the year when you have the faceless on there? And the Faceless don't even have any new material out that I'm aware of. They're touring off a record that's like four years old. I just don't... I don't understand that. They put out some new song or something, but it's like... I mean... Apparently there was some confusion that people thought Decrepit Birth was supposed to do it. I think they were originally asked to and they were going to, but they... After this tour, I don't think they Well, and I can explain that for you guys, since we... It's going to be a little minute before we get their interview up because we're going to try to get it to more coincide with the release of their record. If that, I think Corey and I are cool with doing that, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, but Matt told me that he just can't tour anymore because of his family. He hates touring. Yeah. He hates being away from his kids or kid or whatever, his wife. And, you know? and he just doesn't want to tour. Super cool guy, uh, and but he just isn't into touring. And I, I, if I was going to guess, I would say, I don't want to speak for him, I would say that's why they're not on it. But the rest of the bill, aside from Origin, I have no interest in seeing any of those bands. If you if you look at what the, the tour started out as, and I guess, you know, some years... You kind of get what you can get, and I understand. Why well, Six but, Feet Under not on there? I don't know. They have a record out. I mean, I don't know if they're they're wanting to do shows. That's the other thing. There's a band availability, and a lot of bands are in Europe promoting new records already. And um, it's just a. I just think it's a weak tour. I don't. I just don't is. understand it. I considering Dying how Fetus, it usually Dying is. Fetus is a headliner. Yeah. Or co-headliner, or whatever it's supposed to be. I just don't. Co-headliner, yeah. Um. Black Dahlia Murder. This is my memory of Black Dahlia Murder. Black Dahlia Murder opened for Napalm Death. They finished playing last November, and then everybody left. Yeah. And then Corey, wheelchair fucker, and I watched Napalm Death destroy 
the falling apart original masquerade with no one in there except maybe 30 people. Yeah. Maybe 30. I'm being kind. That was the last show, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the last metal show in that building. Yep. Because I thought it was Gorguts, but it was actually Napalm Death. Yeah. Jens and I went a, about a month earlier and thought it was going to be Gorguts, but it ended up being uh, Napalm Death, which is cool. What a hell of a way to have it torn down. But nobody was watching. Everybody everybody stopped off at Hot Topic and and, and, and couldn't find their Black Dolly Murder shirt, so they went and saw them and, 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 then, and then left. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't understand that. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I guess I'm just stupid. But, um, I, yeah, it's a mystery to me. I don't understand that tour. Um, uh, Maryland Death Fest looks pretty fucking weak, too. They haven't said anything yet. Oh, I thought they... What was that you posted? What were all those bands that were on that thing that you posted? That was the next Netherlands Death Fest. That was weak as shit. Let me see what it was. It's weak as fuck. That's what it was. It was the Netherlands. It was weak. Let me see. It was weak. I, compared to this year's, that was weak. I, I think. Oh, yeah. Let's see. It's weak. It's a lot of returning bands that have been on there. But... It's weak. I, I mean, is it just me or is it weak? I mean, the bands are good, but for, you know, maybe for the Netherlands, I don't know. Um, I mean, this past year, I mean, they got Niflheim, they got, I mean, Demolition Hammer. That's what I'm saying. It looks they pretty got fucking a weak ton of to shit. Me. This one they got. I it mean, looks weak. Here's the good bands. I'm only going to list the bands I want you to, to hear. Will you um, list any that I like? Yes, yeah, Guttural Secrete. Don't know what that is. Uh, like Brutal Death Metal. Uh, Broken Hope. Nice. Uh, Valonfire. Can't deal with them. Uh, skinless. Can't deal with them. Nunslaughter. Can't deal with them. Uh, Mortuary Drape. Never listen to them. Root. Never listen to uh, them. German. Uh, Devourment. Not a fan. Witchery. Not a fan. Uh, yeah, I am, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, continue. I'm an uh, idiot. It's D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, 1349. Love them. Aura Noir. Uh, you got Goblin. No, I can't do that band. Goblin. No. Uh, Not the same. Suffocation. That's awesome, good. but... You Angel know. Witch. Yeah, I like them. And Carcass. That sucks. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Welcome to World of Gay. <laughs> so yeah, it is It is pretty weak. It's weak. I, you post I was like, this is fucking weak. I'm telling you, I thought it was Maryland. I was like, oh, that is a fucking horrible lineup. No, that... Um, June 26th, they're releasing the lineup for that. Hmm. So, yeah. um, You know, it takes a lot for, especially over in the U.S., to have a really good tour package, and it's hard to get all the bands you want at once, and you know, death metal is just not what it used to be. So, I mean, you know, as far as, you know, when it was popping in the, in the early 90s, I mean, it was so big, it was like, it was basically commercial. And it was, you know, you you had Malevolent Creation and Obituary and, you know, Deicide and, and, and Cannibal, they were all doing the same shows together and Death and, and Cynic and, um, you know, all those bands, they were all on packages together all the time and because it was money then you know now it's it's really hard to get all those bands together and, and all of them at once because you know uh, Europe is where the market is so they're usually over there 
you know, staying somewhere a lot cheaper. Hello! And it's a lot easier and a better time for bands to tour in Europe. Well, it that's a and shit it, bill. It, it's way less money. That's a turd bill. Yeah. That's a shit bill. That's a horrible bill. And it's not... I'm not attacking any of the bands on it. That's a shit bill. Yeah, compared to... Because when I saw that, I was like, that is a horrible, horrible bill. Let me see what they... Mm-hmm. Netherlands Death Fest. I'm going to look at what they just wrapped up. Because they... A couple months ago, they just wrapped up probably the best... All right, this... That's nasty. This is probably... This is the Netherlands Death Fest that just ended this yeah, year. Yeah, in March. Yeah, it was a good lineup. No, this isn't even good. This is amazing. For all of you that went to that that's listening, man, I'm sure you had a killer time. And I know uh, Tobias had a great time. And uh, Ross had a great time. And um, another guy from Demolition Hammer had a great time, too. And uh, Lee also. But this, nothing touches this lineup, I don't think. And for this to happen, and then the one they just posted, it's actually kind of it's a travesty. I just said it was a turd. It was well, a turd when this, I saw it. This was back in March, Netherlands Death Fest Part Two. I'm just going to read off the ones I can see on here. Let's see, you got Catalepsy, you got God Macabre, or some people like to call him God Macabre. Well, we don't have big tits, and yeah. We're not 50. Anyway, you got uh, Malignancy. You got Horna. Man, fuck Malignancy. Didn't they fuck us over? Oh, no. That guy. Yeah, they did. Never fuck, got fuck back that to me. band. Whatever. They're still good. Um, yeah, God Macabre. Horna, which I love. Grave Miasma. Defeated Sanity. General Surgery. Gorgasm. Sinister. Hooded Menace. Cyanide. Ghoul. Impaled. Juder. Cancer. Exhumed, Impaled Nazarene, Niflheim, Discharge, Repulsion, Trypticon, Demolition Hammer, Terrorizer, Candlemass, Bloodbath, Abbath, and fucking Gorgoroth headlined it. Nasty. It is. Whole thing, front to back. Gorgasm played there too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I said Gorgasm. Oh, okay. But you got Impaled, and Exhumed, and Ghoul, which is awesome. And... Then you got impaled. Well, not so much exhumed, but yeah. Then you got impaled Nazarene on the same thing, which is really cool. So, a lot of good black metal. Um, so yeah, to have the bill it is now, I just don't know. Maybe that's all the stuff that didn't make it last year because it was so stacked, and then they just added all. That. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's awful. You know what that looks like? It looks like when conventions when they come around here in town. They do like a really shit one like they did last October. And then now they have money because they saved a month. They just like bought a bunch of burns here. <laughs> like burners. And they now they have the money because they waited a year to put out the big one. That's kind of what that looks like. It's like they blew their load in March. And now they have to just book kind of crap for the new one. Well, I'm not going to mention where or what it is, but you know what I'm talking about. I think that con this weekend is a joke, honestly. But at least uh, it, it is for the money, but at least they have like really good guests. Like if you remember in October, it was like. Sid, hey. I don't know. Have you not seen all the people that canceled? It was like Sid, Sid Weller canceled. Oh, you didn't yeah, see I know. Them. Yeah. It was like Sid Haig and that's <laughs> I mean, it's lame. The one that came here in October was like Sid Haig and that's it. A couple of cartoon actors. It's like, wow. Now, if y'all don't know this, this Corey is a huge Rob Zombie fan. He has a Rob Zombie tramp stamp and a, he has a, a hairy beard because he loves Rob Zombie so much. 
And I also have that little hat that he wears, a little crew hat, <laughs> a little gay bar hat. I, did, I just look. Sid Haig is just kind of an old fuck. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do anything to promote our podcast, and then that bitch that manages him, that Judy whore. <laughs> I mean, I want to run her over with a fucking, like, 18-wheeler, like, Terminator style. I do it Texas Chainsaw style. Well, yeah, that'd be even better. But. but I just don't... I don't understand why people have to be like... But I just... Oof. You know what, honestly... What's um, going on here in the in the film right now? You, you should let the cat out of the bag here, because by the time this is up, you would have already went and done this. Who are you going to try to interview at this con you're going to? Tell me. Right now, who are you, who are you going to get? Who are you going to try to get? For everybody that listening, who 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 are you going to bring them? Me. Well, being as yeah, uh, Mrs. Gorkrice. That's who we're getting. We're, de- we're definitely getting her. Get me drunk enough, I'll be in. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Definitely. That's... Um, no, I think being as uh, the big craze right now with a lot of horror fans is the Friday Thirteenth video game. And who, oh, it's and who I'm better addicted. who who better to get to talk about that since the. The devs that were in, involved with the game that creators were fucking uh, stiffed us. So they did. Uh, I'm they gonna, did. And I'm, I tried, and I, I really did try. Well, here's what I'm going to do for the doctor and for you guys. I'm going to do my damnedest to get the man on the show, Kane Hunter. That's how awesome would that be? Oh, it's he's a super nice. I you know I've met him before. He's a super nice guy. Uh, you got to be careful when you take pictures with him because he tries to actually choke you out, which is strange. But uh, whatever, I guess. I don't know. He's he likes to have fun in a morbid way, I guess. But, Indeed, um, yeah, yeah. But he's a nice guy, you know. Um, old pill popper. When we talk about him, he show is. Lot. It's not fun, <laughs> but we still have respect for the guy. We watch his fucking movies for Christ's sakes. You know, like Dave uh, Mustaine's a fucking Christian ween, but I mean, I still love Megadeth. Right. I see him and buy their records. But now, are you going to try to get to talk to to maybe uh, to Steve too, since he's in the game as well? <clears throat> Steve Dash definitely. Yeah. I'm at least going to get. They're doing a. Uh, Photo op there at Days of the Dead Indie, and Steve Dash is going to be Potato Sack Jason from Part Two, which is amazing. It's awesome. It, it, it is. <laughs> Alexis and I got a picture of C.J. Graham in the Part Six which uh, is awesome. regalia, which is awesome. <clears throat> and so uh, now, when we go to Indie, her and I are going to have a picture with Potato Sack Jason. That's awesome. It is awesome. Steve Dash is cool. Maybe Hopefully, one day we'll have an entire wall of us with the Jasons in the car, co- except for cool. Ted White, which sucks. No, uh, Ted White. No, Ted White. Ted, but Ted's not dead. Ted could still. He doesn't do, do it. conventions anymore. Yeah, but he's the other one. The, um, the part three Jason, Richard. Yeah, Booker's, part, Richard, yeah, Richard Booker's, Booker's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah which uh, we'll never get that. We can go dig him up and put the mask on. We'll yeah, like, hey, yeah, he's yeah. in his full. You know, there was another guy that I was reading online that apparently doubled Richard Booker when he was sick in that film. Do you know what I'm talking about? There you go. I can get it with him. Maybe, yeah. If the guy would ever come out of... I don't don't know. Because I believe it was like one of his... uh, You know what photo op I'm waiting for? Nick Castle of Michael Myers. I would even do Dick Warlock part two if he does the photo op. Here's what I I'm want. A, I, I want a, Dick Warlock in a business suit for Halloween three. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I met Dick Warlock uh, about fifteen years ago. He was super nice. I want a Dick. He Mi- lives in Bristol, Tennessee. Did I want you know a, that? I want a Dick Miller photo. He lives in because you could just. He's just Dick Miller. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does conventions once in a while. Dick Miller, if you're listening, please just start doing conventions again. This is never going to happen. The ultimate photo op for me, period, is is Kurt Russell in the Snake Plissken attire. God, you would just be naked in that photo. <laughs> that's that's the best. I missed photo out on one of the best ones, and I still regret it to this day. 
but I just the Gunner Hansen, the Gunner Hansen in the Leatherface outfit. He totally did it, and I saw him in the outfit, so at least I saw him as Leatherface in the costume. It's ridiculous, but I didn't get a picture with him of it. But I saw it. At least I saw him in it in person. That was pretty insane, but I didn't get to do it. When you guys went to the Days of the Dead in Atlanta, was Bill Johnson in makeup? Everything, yeah, the whole thing. And so was Bill Mosley. He was Chop Top. No, I mean, up. that's amazing, but the Bill Johnson... So I think he's the what, the worst leather face. Yeah, he's like a retired wrestler or something. I don't, I don't know. He's a dick, too. If you, ever try to, if you guys, as fans, ever try to talk to him on, on his Facebook page, he'll tell you to go fuck yourself. He's really rude. The Indianapolis one encouraged me to bring tuna, so we're going to bring tuna. Yeah, uh, for those of you that are going, any of you guys that listen are going to Days of the Dead Indy, uh, you can meet Tuna, the the Phantasm Podcast mascot. He is. He's he's always with us. He's Tootlebear. We took him to the Mad Monster one. He loved it. Just to the hotel because we didn't have anybody to watch him. He wore my Ghostbusters shirt. I was walking him outside (laughs) of one of the entrance doors to pee, and I was sitting on a bench with him, and I one of the volunteers told me how pretty he was, and they were like, I was like, he really wants to go inside. He doesn't understand that he can't go in there. And they were like, what the fuck are they going to do? And I was like, okay. And so we tried it, and they didn't. nobody said a word because it's a pet-friendly hotel, so they kind of can't warrant whether or not you can't bring a pet into a pet-friendly location. So I messaged the Days of the Dead Facebook and asked them about it, and they said that they encouraged us to bring him. So. Which is Dolph and Rick happened? and the organizers. Thank you guys for that. What That's happened? Where were, where were you? I believe it was Mad Monster. Yep. Where I somebody was, was being alone. Yeah, the one time was I wasn't there because I had gone and, up to and, the room and, or something. And somebody got... and You just have to take my word. You you could look at, at Tootie Bear, as I call him. Tuna is his name. A He's very sweet. He's a husky, and he is old, and he does... He's, the most He's nothing but, but somebody a, got mad. He's nothing but a happy, a happy child. We're gonna let you all hear this because this, this, this is annoying. Because I know that it was a stupid. This was Tuna's first convention. Um, it was before it was Tuna's we went big back day into out. the room because <laughs> as soon as I brought him into that convention, he could, his demeanor completely changed. He's usually pretty. He was perfect. Um, he was. He's usually like, "Let me pull you. I want to do this. I want to do this." But as soon as we went in those doors, he was. Everybody was like, "Ooh, a dog!" Because nobody had a dog. That I think he had mild anxiety, so he was chill. No, I mean he loved it. He yeah. walked around. And he had a great time. He got he to sniff some. He's a show dog. He, he got to sniff one, some girl butt. He stole one toy from a vendor out of a bucket, and I was able to grab it and toss it back before anybody noticed. He didn't damage it, which is great. He was like, he "Mom, thought, I won you." He thought it was for him as a stuffed animal. I won you. And. <laughs> It was green. I don't know what it was, but I pulled it out and tossed it back. Well, this time if he picks something out, we can buy it for him. I don't know. I don't know. Conventions. It's not a really good place. That would be $75. We're like, nope. Can you just give the dog? That's why I threw it back and just pulled him along. Because I was like, nope. Yeah. Um, Now, where was Corey? Corey was... I must have gone back up to the room. No, he was in line for an autograph or something. Oh, that was the other thing. Or a photo op, and we were... Separated, right. but I had tuna, so I was like, whatever. And everybody was like, "This dog, this dog." I know what dog. it was. It was the Bubba Fett photo up? Yeah. There's no way you were waiting in line with that fucking, that fucking fan pit. And so oh, we were walking around. We were having a great time. Well, this was tuna's it, first convention and his first like big all people event. And he had a harness that wasn't so great for me with control. And there was somebody, some 
little jack off that looks like he listens to ICP and wears a fucking fedora while he bangs his girlfriend in their titties. This is what he looked like. <laughs> Right. And he's got a Freddy Krueger tattoo, he, bad ice, man. He looked like he smelled bad. He didn't, but he looked like it, if right. that makes any sense. Most for a living. Real scrawny, like, dirty dishwater colored hair to his shoulders. <laughs> and I have dirty dishwater hair. I'm not throwing too much shade. No, it's, um, I know what you mean. But Tuna came up. To, we were walking behind this girl who looked way too good to be with somebody like this. But based on her facial expression afterwards, I don't think she was walking around with him anymore. Um, tuna. Oof. His nose like bumped the guy's like th- lower thigh butt area. He wasn't even smelling him. That he was just trying to go because he didn't. He was learning manners at the time right, yeah, how sure. to walk around with people. And the guy turned around and started cussing at me. And I pulled him back and I was like, I'm sorry. He's still learning his manners. And he was like, When you still learn some fucking manners other than smelling my ass? And I was like, Excuse you. He didn't hurt you, and he started going off of me and fuck you and fuck you this and but he, but he like pushed him with his knee and I almost punched him in the face, but then I was like, we're not going to do this. It's going to be fine. Jesus. Never saw that guy again, and so I took him straight to the room because I have Ooh. I have very bad anxiety and tuna feeds off of it, so he started getting anxiety. So we took him up to the room. I gave him one of his bones, and we just left him. And several people approached me and they were like, "Where's tuna?" And I was like, some asshole, like, need him and cussed me out because he smelled his butt. And they were like, I'll kick to his fucking ass. What does he look like? This one guy was ready. Him and his wife were, like, looking for this description of this guy to kick his ass because they were so loaded. And they were so wonder why off. people, I don't. We never saw him again. His this uncle the, smelled his butt this, when he was little. This was the first day Gotta huff within his the hole. first five hours of the convention. So I think the guy was local and just like popped in. Right. Because we never saw him. Sure. Ever. Because Corey was asking me. If well, no offense. He, he's an out, asshole. They're in North Carolina. It's like a hive of them. But yeah. In yeah my, which is why Bad Monster moved to South Carolina. Because of their bathroom law bullshit. And it's also just a turd anyway, but. It is a turd. We, it was because and, and, of the as a, we we had the worst experience dealing with anything. Every time that Corey and I've been to the Fillmore, and you had that experience with, with him, stool. and that's it's just fucking oh god. I know that whole thing with me. Oh my so god! Right if you if you had been there for that, oh my god! Anybody that says I don't have patience, what was it? God's out there doing this to me. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember the day you guys came home. I remember. Lord. Kenny, get off the porch. What are you doing? I had your back, though, for that. You did. And you always Anthony, do. It's Anthony not that. ran inside like a baby. He was like, oh, she I don't understand that. He he's a pretty large man, and he just left us. He there was like, to I'm going to go that. see Angel Tits. And we're like, okay. Even Freddie stood there, kind of trying to help. But I, I don't know. He kind of got freaked out and left. He did, but he was kind of standing there with you doing it. Yeah. I'm not saying he did anything, but he didn't run off like Anthony did. But. Yeah, he was like, "I'm going to go see my friend." This but see, that's that's one of the reasons that I shy away from anything, and you, and you, I shouldn't live my life that way. But I want to say that in this movie, everyone's just getting blown away by shotguns. This, this is fucking awesome right now. Oh, we're gonna be. Um, I don't know if you remember what happened to our doves that lived outside. I don't know if you told me that both of my crabs died, and then the next Neither. morning they were dead. Out the my doves. You did tell me that. Guess what I found today in the broken nest? A fucking dove egg. They came back. So I have to build them like a... Because if you look at this nest, it's not even a nest anymore. An egg is just like sitting... Oh my god. Like, I love birds, but what the fuck? Right. 
That's weird. That's like, like nice parenting. That's like birthing your baby like in a sewer and just like leaving it there. That's what <laughs> North Carolina parents do. I'm going to go down the sewer. And like, if, we, if we have anybody listening from North Carolina, I, if you live there, you know what, have to know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then... You're fucking just, gross. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> it's just... But it's just... It's ridiculous. We can't... You know, I can, We personally can't catch a break when he and I go to shows or try to do any kind of Oh, well, they just try to break our spines. I don't know what the problem well, that, is. I, I don't know how much of it you were able to salvage or weed out of that. I've never listened to the finished obituary product, but... I don't know how you salvage it. Honestly, I left that it, woman. Talk, I left it as is. That oh, woman talks so much to that goddamn thing. Just saw the Peter Chris solo record here in the disco met, whatever this record company is called. It's for your there's pop. Frank Zappa. Yep. yep. I don't know what album that is. To there was a new Rhythmix poster on the wall yep. too. And there's uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section. There's uh, I saw the Peter Chris solo record. That's pretty awesome. Um, whatever it's called, the disco met or something. The uh, record store they just crashed into in this film. And uh, people are getting blown the fuck away. Village people. Village people. There you go. Back to what I was saying earlier about the statue where all the Marines it's a sign turn into village We're going to go there and put that on the Iwo Jima thing. Yep. It's not Iwo Jima. There's anymore. a Pat it's Benatar poster. I saw that. You know, if you pay attention to detail and you watch some of these films, you know, you just see some... Paul McCartney. You see some weird shit in here. They got some crazy looking guns in this movie. It's awesome. That's a big mother, too. That's oh, a shotgun that folds. That's a that's a Mossberg, is what that ah. is. Same thing that was used in uh, the first Jurassic Park. Well, that's the brand of the gun, the Mossberg. That thing's fucking huge, though. No, but I mean that stock and everything. Yeah. They had. I mean, this is way before Jurassic Park, but mm-hmm. it's still cool. It's in this film. It's Jessica O'Neill. Or Jennifer O'Neill, excuse me. What's that? Chuck Mangalini, the... That's who it is. Yeah, you know, the... Yeah. That's the... Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. That's the... Oh, what? Yeah. I can't think of who that guy is. It's a Canadian composer. He was born in Rochester. Flugelhorn player. He's with the Jazz Brothers with Art Blakely. So I know nothing about that. Um, just going to move on. No idea what that guy does. Anything about flugel hymens or any of that stuff? While they're making their little nests. Let's see, uh, I'll do some trivia courtesy of IMDb for this film. The effect for the exploding head scene was accomplished by filling a latex head of the actor with dog food, leftover lunch, fake blood, and rabbit livers. 
and shooting it from behind with a 12 gauge shot. That is exactly what it looked like. It, I saw the dog food in there, definitely, and the the uh, rabbit livers. I mean, it just looks so meaty and gross. Um, really good shit. Here's another tidbit. David Cronenberg once called this the most frustrating film he'd ever made. I guess he had another one after this. Uh, the film was rushed through production. Filming had to begin without a finished script and end within roughly two months, so the financing will qualify as a tax write-off, forcing Cronenberg to write and shoot at the same time. Cronenberg also cited difficulty with and antagonism between the leads, particularly Patrick uh, Magu- Miguhan, or Maguhan, uh, which is Dr. Paul, and then uh, Jennifer O'Neill. Um... William S. Burroughs' 1959 novel Naked Lunch, which is also a a Cronenberg film, contains a chapter concerning Senders, a hostile organization of telepaths bent on world domination. A clear literary inspiration for this film, Cronenberg would later direct a film version of Naked Lunch. So, there you go on that. (coughs) This part where they're in the... uh, Oh, this reminds me of James Bond or something, this little bio-laboratory they got going on where they're making the the drugs here it's like straight out of a James Bond film um a very early treatment from 1976 entitled Telepathy 2000 takes place in the future begins with a protagonist who is named Harley Quinn weird uh telepathically raping a woman in a subway and was set as a spy movie in this version a company called Cytodyne Amalgamate was breeding evil scanners to take over the world. The U.S. government was employing good scanners to stop them. Which is pretty much what this film is, so. Let's see what else we got. The crash scene in the record store, which is what we just saw, prominently features a float hanging from the ceiling for the Robert Stigwood Organization record label who paid for this placement. By the time the film was released, RSO had gone out of business. So that fucking sucks. Um, but, you know, it's a cool little piece of history stuck in this film. David Cronenberg moved the head explosion from the beginning of the film for late moviegoers. So it seems like it would happen at the end. Growing up, I always thought it was at the end. Maybe it's because I... You know, saw this so many times, but it was always on the same part, and I never finished this movie. You know, the first few times I watched it, so I always remember the head thing being at the very end of it. But because it, it seems like it would be at the end, the way that it happens. But at the same time, um, you know, that makes sense. You don't want to miss that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Stephen Lack, which is our main character here, the actor anyway, uh, kept the fake head of his that exploded. That's awesome. I would too. You have a little Cronenberg trophy in your house. Let's see. Or the scene where Daryl is set on fire and his head comes up. Michael Ironside wore a fake pair of eyes worn by Dustin Hoffman and Little Big Man. Now that's fucking funny. Come wear Dustin Hoffman's eyes. That's pretty good. In February 2007, Darren Lynn Bozeman, who did, um, was famous for some of the Saw movies, he also did uh, 
Repo the Genetic Opera, and he did those uh, Devil's Carnival films. Uh, I think there's two. He was announced as director of the remake to be released by Weinstein Company and Dimension Films. David S. Goyer was assigned to script the film, who I think did uh, Man of Steel. Um, the film was planned for an October 20, uh, October 17, 2008 release, but the date came and went without further announcements. And all the parties involved have since moved on to other projects. In an interview with Bozeman in 2013, he recalled that he would not make the film without Cronenberg's blessing, which was not granted. So, yeah, good luck getting your uh, your you know a blessing from Cronenberg on anything. So, not going to happen. Nope. The doctor's new name is Birdfather. Or the crow, one of the two. Oh, God. In an interview with Film Comment, Stephen Lack recalled feeling under the gun during one of his first scenes on set. And here's what he said. There we were the first day of scanners and they get me into this 18-wheel truck with four gear shift levers and have me drive into the shoot, into the shot. It was horrifying. I never drove such a thing. I was pretty disoriented, he explained. We were set up on a feeder road to the highway, and all the camera crew and staff were there. And some car on the highway slowed down to gawk, and a truck on the highway rammed them from behind. There was a death and sirens, and the whole crew jumped over the storm fence to help out. I was given a slight reprieve of an hour to figure out the gears. So he, like, watched somebody die while he just got behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler for the first time. And there was an accident because huh. of it, and, he, and someone died. So there was a real accident on this film. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it said. Uh, was he some, arrested for it? No, it wasn't him. It was another. Some car was. It says some car on the highway slowed down to like look at him driving the truck with all the camera. And they got it. fucking. And uh, a truck on the highway rammed them from behind. Uh, Satan's trying to get into the Dorita bag. And she just got about. In the dick. Uh, I want to say the transfer on this is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's Criterion. Criterion. Chrysler. Criterion. Criterion. Wheelchair fucker calls it. That's not right. It's Criterion. Yep. But um, always really good. I haven't seen too many of their Blu-rays. It looks amazing. Their DVDs look like Blu-rays, honestly. The Criterion collections always look really good. Uh... This is interesting. It just showed the syringe here. It said the drug uh, Ephraimol bears an eerie similarity to the real-life scandal in the late 50s as a woman who had taken um, thalidomide during pregnancy marketed as relief for morning sickness began to give birth to children suffering physical deformities. It's fucking crazy. Ugh. Um, the Life magazine that Revok shows Veil during their discussion at the end of the movie is from July 22nd, 1946. The prop is the actual issue. Revok opens it to page 3839, but the close-up is of page 4849. The Ephraimol ad is pasted over an ad for Bendix Radius on page 49. This was the nearest thing to a con- conventional science fiction thriller David Cronenberg had made up to the, at that point. 
Lacking the sexual content of Shivers from 75, Rabbit from 77, or The Brood 79. It was also his most profitable film until The Fly, which was six years later. Yeah, this is, movie was huge. Which is Dr. West's uh, favorite movie. That movie is so effective, but I cannot hang, man. I cannot do human to insect or... Ugh. It's too much. It's really great. The Fly with Vincent Price, I can do it all day long. Yeah. But now... Oh, it's not... Cronenberg, and I'm not knocking it. If you guys are fans of it, it is, it is death metal. It's very death metal, but yeah, I cannot is. do it. It's I, disgusting. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't do the insect. I don't do insect porn horror. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I can't do body horror. Yeah. And Cronenberg's famous for it, and I'm not knocking him for it. I just can't do it. It's too much to sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Crash is another m- good movie from Cronenberg. It's very sexual. Yeah, I can do a. Uh Brian Gordon. Uh, what am I thinking? Of? I don't know. Um, Stuart Gordon. Brian Deesman. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. That's different. He's not turning into maggots and and yeah. and, and bumblebees and fucking <laughs> spiders and shit. I don't do body horror. I just don't do it. It's fucking gross. Yeah. I have I have issues because I have eczema and stuff as, as well as you do. And it, I don't. Maybe it's just subconscious. I just don't like it. I don't like the idea of something living in me and hatching. It's fucking gross. This is pretty cool, and this is relating to this scene right here. Goddamn nasty. Dr. Ruth tells Vale that he founded Biocarbon uh, Amalgamate in 1942. Patrick McGuhan, who plays Dr. Paul Ruth's character, was 14 years old in 1942. Weird. That's pretty funny. Unless he's now, that guy right there has been in a ton of Cronenberg shit. Yeah, he's a naked uh, Stephen. Um, what's his name? Stephen Lack. He's in um, Naked Lunch, and he's in Dead Ringers, I think. He's in Dead Zone. Yeah, Dead Zone. If I'm not mistaken, who he is in Dead Zone? He's the fucking. He's the cop that's the town murderer. Is he, is he a police officer in it? I'm trying to think. If he's, I think he was in. he's not in Dead Zone. No. This is the first. Who in this movie was in Dead Zone? Uh, he's a... Um, the old dude. Yeah. That guy's fucking awesome. That this guy's guy, fucking awesome in everything. This guy's in Dead Ringers, though. He's Anders Waller. Uh, Stephen Lang. I have that movie. He's in that. I got the Vince Vaughn Psycho recently, by the way. Really? Yeah. Did you watch it again? No, but I've, I've been saving. I thought we could use it for... Maybe That's we'll, cool. Maybe we'll give that to them. I don't even think they deserve that. Anyway, that's funny. Oh, no. No, it's funny. No, it is. It is funny. Um, it's one of those I'm kind of just relieved we got it and just kind of move on, whatever. But. Yeah. But yeah, uh... Dead Zone, unfortunately, does not exist on Blu-ray. Guys, if you've never seen it, I want to just reach out to you and tell you it's my favorite Christopher Walken thing. The score to the movie is fucking amazing. It's intense. And it's Stephen King. It's Stephen King Cronenberg. And you yeah. just can't get any any more fucking twisted Stephen than that. Stephen Cronenberg. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. You know, it's the whole, it's the whole package. Um, 
Speaking of Stephen King, I'm kind of curious why Arrow or Scream Factory have not released Maximum Overdrive. I want a Blu-ray copy. I want a Blu-ray copy of that film. That makes no sense to me. It's probably a licensing thing. When the film was initially released, if I'm not mistaken, it was released by 20th Century Fox. Have to spend the money on, uh, you know, restoring it or whatever. Sunset looks nice. Okay, so Anchor Bay released it on DVD. Okay. And after Anchor Bay released it, Image released it. So they've been switching. Well, now, now this is a good sign. Image titles lately, and I'm going to go through a couple for you. Hellraiser, uh, actually one, two, and three. Uh, Children of the Corn. All these titles have been going to Arrow, so I'm betting Maximum Overdrive is going to have a U.S. release by Arrow. That'd be awesome. That's my guess yeah, because they have some kind. Well, uh, uh, Hills Have Eyes yeah. uh, was was a was an image title that went to Arrow. That's true. So I I think Arrow has a deal with Image. Hopefully. Oh, by the way, I wanted to talk to some of our. European fans real quick. If you guys can get your hands on the Arrow Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 Blu-ray, apparently it stomps the dog cum out of the one <laughs> that, that, that came out in the United States from Trans Factory. Region B only? Yes. That one? But apparently it is, like the print is ungodly. Well, if it's Arrow, sure. They've been kind of trumping it lately. So. Uh, and by the way, uh, just to mention that again, we've, we've had it on the page. Corey posted I posted as well the second I saw it. Uh, Troll in the Corn is coming from Arrow. from Arrow, so that's that's exciting, oh, yeah. and it's not that's limited, bought. so it should be. That's uh, And my Blu-ray of the month for July, which would be around the time you probably hear this 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 running on the site, I would say, is uh, is Reanimator. So uh, if you can snag you a copy, uh, it's going to probably be hard to get. What, July twelfth, twenty eighth, twenty eighth, twenty fifth, twenty third, something like that. I was, I was hoping it was sooner. No, it's at the end of the month, but no, it's still no, my. It's, bought. it's We're going to do it yeah, on here. Oh, you kidding me? We're going to have some really good one for that. They don't call me Doctor West for no reason, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. And and uh, and, and and while you're listening to this, because it, it will probably be, I'm assuming it will be July when this is when this is up, and you guys are hearing this. My album of the month is Vengeful Ascension from uh, Gokor. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's really. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I have. It's really good. Uh, I was worried about them leaving Eric Rutan uh, with the production in, but it's it's a great record. Great. It sounds just like them. Uh, it's another step in their evolution, and if you get the limited one from Indie Merch, you get a, you get this really cool Bible that it comes in, like a spell like book. A spell book yeah. uh, 
and and it's super satanic. It's got all this great band photos and, and and whatnot. And it has a bonus CD of live material, which is amazing sounding. And it's got some covers, and the covers were actually produced by Eric. It was stuff that I guess they've been sitting on for a few years. Probably. That's awesome. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Album of the month. And uh, there's so many great death metal things that are out right now. The new. By the time you guys hear this, the Broken Hope will be out. The Dying Fetus is out. If you're a fan of that, I'm not. Uh, the there's 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 too much stuff. Slime and Punishment, Miss Voice. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something that I bought the other day and I'm blown away by. And I guess we're going to have to talk to our guy over at the label because I want to interview him. The new Iced Earth is fantastic. I've heard. I was talking to somebody about it's that fantastic. Earlier, they love it. It's fantastic. It's really good. We'll have to get John for what it is on the show. I'm, I'm not trying to sell you guys on on power metal if you're not into it, but it's it's for what it is. It's very solid, and I have a lot of respect for him for always. Uh, sticking true to his guns. That guy never moves off path or off course or off site with what he does. And the record's fantastic. And you can get the album right now at Best Buy for eight ninety nine. It's on, on Century sale. Media Records. Yep. Did he do any PR for that? Did we miss the boat on that? Or, or? never saw anything. No. Well, then we'll have to, have to get it at a show. I, although you know he's going to be—he's not doing that. Here's something I'm going to tell you guys: a future purchase that the the Gore Christ here is going to buy. Please, because uh, there's two. Companies, you know, movie, you know, um, distributors coming to Days of the Dead Indie, and that is Severin Films and uh, the other one that, uh, fuck, Slaughterhouse Vinegar Syndrome. Um, so I'm looking at Severin's catalog here of stuff that I might purchase, and there's one I forgot about that they have. That I will be buying if I see it, and that's Doctor Butcher MD. So two disc Blu-ray. So I'll be bringing that baby home with me. I have that. Um, I know there's some stuff on Vinegar Syndrome I was wanting to, to get. I think Psycho Cop was one. Nice. Um, they got some. Other you should things. get that Death Row Game Show. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, Severin also has Driving Massacre. Oh, this is the one. I'm, this is bought if they have it. Here. Sinful Dwarf is on Severin. I have it. The limited edition. Yeah, get that. What was the other? There's something else that was on the, the hearse. I just bought that. The hearse. Them, yeah. yeah. Of course, slaughterhouse, which was a gift to me earlier this year uh, from Corey, and I'm a huge fan of that. That's when I went to Atlanta. Of a uh, huge fan, huge fan of that movie. I love it. No, and we did uh, it for our Chris Barnes episode. Uh, yeah. What a great matchup that was. Uh, mashup or meshup or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Hammer smash um, mashup. I want to. I want to say something out there. I, I was. I was told this. Um, and Corey doesn't know about this. I'm literally going to level him right now when he hears this. Um, I was told apparently uh, there's a, a, one of the uh, writers or editors for uh, Horror Hell Magazine is apparently a fan of our podcast. Huh. That's what I was told. Well, we appreciate that, whoever you are. So thank you. I'm not sure who, if you're male or female or who you are, but thank you and God, how cool is that? I, I'm serious. I was, told, I was told that... By someone on the, on my friends list that that apparently someone there is a fan, and I, I was like, "Are you? How would you know?" And he was like, "Well, it's legit." I mean, the guy claims that he. So I don't know why they would just tell me that for no reason. Well, you can write something up about us on, on your page and spread the word, man. We've been promoting the uh, Horror Hound weekend, so it'd be cool to to hear something on your end. <clears throat> We also, from Severin, have Santa Sangre. That's uh, Alejandro 
uh, Yordowski, who did Holy Mountain, and uh, El Topo, which Santa Sangre, I think, is the third film in that whatever trilogy he was doing for that. You guys are a fan of that, so that's not something I'll buy from Severin, but that is... I wonder if they do Holy Mountain. Uh, while Corey's at the convention, I'm going to be sitting down with Martin Popoff, a uh, Canadian journalist that has written several books on heavy metal and thrash. And we're going to sit it's down. Going to be really cool. Well, we're going to sit down and we're going to. I, I go, kind of was going to tell everybody what we're doing. We're going to sit down and uh, he wanted to talk about thrash, which we're going to. But I told him because he's a, he's he's literally an a famed expert on the new wave of British uh, heavy metal. Right. New Wave of British Heavy Metal, so we're going to talk about the New Wave of British Heavy Metal. That's awesome. the majority of what we're going to talk about. I'm excited to do that as I'm a huge Motorhead fan and uh, Judas Priest, even though they're not part of that, but they're British. So, But anyway, so, got any fans of that? The whole planet seems to be obsessed with Iron Maiden, so we'll get, I'm sure we'll get to Iron Maiden in that. But we get to hear me talk about, I guess, some roots of some other stuff besides... Uh, Besides stuff, but I'm, my, the other thing I wanted to bring to the table with him because it's been the year of this for me. Uh, I feel like a small child. Is all the Teutonic Thrash interviews I've got to do, and oh, yeah. and now two big ones, and now I'm going to bring that to the table in the discussion because apparently that thank you so much. Apparently uh, that's <laughs> something that he he was interested in talking about. So Martin Popoff, look for that. It's it's just going to be kind of a thing. I don't think we're not going to put it with a movie or anything. We're just going to sit down and. Yeah, Corey will put it up dry. Hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, uh, really, the only thing that I can talk about right now, because I know that th- th- these these are definitely things that I have set up and can confirmed. Matty Way is going to be coming back on. Uh, repeat defender. Yep, to promote the new pathology record, which I've heard in its entirety. I got to hear it months ago. Very lucky. It's amazing. Uh, as were the last two records they did. I think they, that band just gets better right, with did time. Did you get the limited edition of the hearse, or did you get the regular one? The limited, damn, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got off eBay. That one, yeah. See if they have it's out of print apparently, but if they have that at the table, you know I'm getting it. Did I tell you I got popcorn finally? Yes. Yeah, finally got that um, from we'll Synapse. Do, we'll have to actually do that. They're down to 300 copies, so we'll if you guys to. want that, you should buy. That's it. why the Psycho Cop returns. I want to get that from uh, nice. Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, Witch Trap. That's another good one. That I would love to own. I've got that one. There's Slaughterhouse there. I buy so much bullshit. I have stuff that's never been open, kids. But but anyway, but uh, what else? Uh, and uh, Dan Yeager, that played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw 3D, is going to be stopping by to chat with me uh, as soon as he gets his schedule cleared. Hopefully Corey can be around for that one. It should be fun. Finally have another horror guest, somebody that I know. Um, there's some other folks that I know that I've asked, and they're just not interested in doing it. But Dan's busy, but... I think Dan's going to sit down with us, and I, I'm a big fan of that film. I'll defend it till I'm dead. I think it's a good movie, um, but I really like it. You know, oh, this is something they have <clears throat> really nice limited cover to it. This is currently only on their website. This limited edition version, the Jack Frost thing. No, that was at the convention when I went in Atlanta. They had. That. I've got that. This wasn't out yet. But apparently this is only on their website, but I bet they'll bring it to the convention with them. Okay. Because The Undertaker with Joe Spinelli. You know what's interesting about that? Was that ever released? Uh, let's see. This is the never... 
officially released original 35mm cut of The Undertaker as it was originally made and finished in 1988. It's not the heavily re-edited re Death Merchant or Corpse Vanishes 2. So yeah, this is the it's it's limited to three thousand copies. This limited version, specially packaged in a blood-soaked coffin, cut out O card. So that's pretty cool. Uh, if I see that at the convention, it's bought. And if the doctor wants a copy, I'll buy you a copy too. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We'll see what I'm working with. Uh, Lawnmower Man just came out today on Blu-ray, which I'm, I'm definitely gonna buy. Is my that is my. Oh, there's Death Row uh, Game Show. There's also Hobgoblins. Death Row Game Show I want. So I might just get that so we can have it on the, you know. Death Row Game Show I want. I, I might just buy it so we can do it on the Please. On episodes. Uh, please. It's one of those I just never bought. Um, yeah, so that came out today. Um, and what pisses me off is, and I want to talk about this a second, Screen Factory had that big sale... Everything was on sale, but that goddamn movie wasn't on sale. I'm like, how the fuck is it not on sale? Yeah, because I guess because it just came out, they were being... No, it's weird. bullshit. They had other stuff up for pre-order that was half off and shit, but that wasn't on sale. I don't know. It's fucking bullshit, but whatever. Lawnmower Man's out. It's my June pick of the month. By the time you hear this, it'll be old, but it, it's... Uh, yeah, Lawnmower Man. Um, Love that movie. It's great. I'm going to be honest with you guys. The reason that I, we've not done it yet on here, I, I haven't found a guest that it fits with yet. Right, I'm a big fan of that movie. I am too, and I I watched it. It's one of those though. It's weird, and it just it's, doesn't really it's very sci-fi, but it's, it's great. But it's hard to put with somebody, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like uh, Dreamscape. I've had Dreamscape for like six months now, and we've never done it. I've never even opened it because who do you give Dreamscape to? It's just right. a weird movie. Um, but uh, but yeah. And we've got a burning telephone and now an exploding phone. That was weird. They're putting out a, a steel. Are you enjoying scanners? I love it. They're putting out a steel book of Fargo. That's just I don't, what I don't get that. Um, <clears throat> don't get it. I wanted to review this for you guys too. I just binge watched all of the first season of the Exorcist television show on Fox. Is that good? Yes, it is. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, it's really good um, for what it awesome. is. I'm not comparing it to the films. But for what it is, it's very good. Yeah, you can't really compare that film to anything, so... <clears throat> um, kind of a monster of its own, so you kind of just have to... And I'm going to tell you something this right now. If you guys ever ever know of this, reach out to me and Corey, uh, social media, if you ever hear of this. I want to meet William Friedkin. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. No, 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 no. No, 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 he's dead. Friedkin's uh, dead. Who am I thinking director? of? Who am I thinking of? Yeah, you're thinking of William H. Blady. He's dead. Blady's dead. I wrote it. Yeah, freaking still. Freaking. Okay, then freaking. I want to meet. I want to fucking the, meet him. The director. Yeah, yeah I want to fucking meet him. <clears throat> I watched. A, I'm just on this huge Exorcist kick lately. I watched the, all these documentaries on it. He literally pushed every one of those actors to the limit in that film. Oh yeah. And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm doing too. Even though she's probably going to be mean to me. If Linda Blair shows up in Florida, I am going and getting my picture with her. Hmm. Linda Blair? Yes. I have to. I wanted to when I went, but she was so rude, I just didn't... I'm I, doing I, it. I didn't want that to be a thing where she was rude to me. I'm doing it. Because I didn't... The main thing... If Maybe she's just in a shitty mood that day. I'm trying. <clears throat> well, the only reason I didn't, this is the only reason, because I didn't have any money left over. I went the last day. Okay. If I had had money to throw to her and then ask for a picture, oh yeah. 
But I wasn't. I was just planning on talking to her for a second. Right. She wasn't in that kind of mood to talk to me. So, I wasn't going to push it on that. If I had money to blow, and I was, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have given it. I'm shit. doing it. Yeah. But the only reason I didn't tolerate it and I didn't deal with it is because I was putting myself in a position where I just watched her be rude to. to Dude, oh, I understand. That would have just made it. I was. I'm just saying. I think I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. Because I. But now Friedkin. But now if Jason Miller was alive, forget it. Me and Father Karras. They're like the best picture in the fucking world. There's me and Father Karras. Take me. Fan, fan, on the fine, fine, fan, on the fine, fine, fan, on the fine, fine, fan, Anyway, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it, and I love it. And apparently Cannibal Corpse loves it because they covered the song The Exorcist by Possessed. But anyway, um, I'm excited about that new Possessed record. Um, hopefully be bringing you guys them. Uh, hopefully, uh, these are some future things we're going to try to bring you. Venom Incorporated, I hope. We can make that happen. Um, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag on. I, I, there's some stuff I can't just, I just, I cannot and will not talk about. But Venom Incorporated is something I really want on our podcast. We'll get them. We'll get them. That record guys. comes out on my birthday, yeah, August awesome. 11th. So if you guys want to buy the new Venom Incorporated and mail it to me, you can do that care of Corey Gore Christ, <laughs> and his address will follow at the end of this broadcast. Right. But yeah, no, we can't do that because you guys may mail us a bomb or something and try to kill us. But I hope not. I give you a fake address to our to our storage unit. <laughs> Can I please see your storage facility? <laughs> yeah, storage facility. That's going to be you in a week. Yep. But yeah, yeah uh, this weekend. Yeah. Oh, so excuse actually, me. It's going to be you in a few days. Talk about this. this talk about it. Already be. Uh, talk about it. This will already. How be was the show? The thing. <laughs> no. Uh, by the time this is up, I'm sure. Can already... you? S- can I please see the storage facility? Um, <laughs> Smith, Gorkrice, and I are going to New York City. Uh, yep, the where Gork- you were hatched. Gorkrice is going back home, and um, yeah, I haven't been there in like twenty years, so it's going to be incredible. And um, she's never been there before, so it's a it's a fun little late anniversary present for both of us. We work hard all year, and this is our we didn't. There's no barbecue this year, so we don't get to do that like we do every year for the past like four years. No, got the meat, <clears throat> potatoes, beef. Uh, didn't get to go to Maryland this year. It wasn't that great anyway. Um, <clears throat> in fact, since the last time we went, there hasn't Maryland Death Fest hasn't been very good the last two years. Agreed. Uh, this year was stronger than the year before, except for the demolition hammer thing. But um, <clears throat> now, did demolition hammer play Maryland Death Fest? They played the year before last. But they didn't play this year. No. So this is it this year. That was their reunion show was Maryland Death Fest. And it was such a big reception that they played uh, two shows, you know, back-to-back uh, and uh, at the St. Vitus Bar in New York City. <clears throat> both both ways sold out shows. Like, tickets sold out in like 10 minutes. So the hype was back for them. You know, once Maryland put them back on and they reunited or whatever, had some time off to be a band again. Right. <clears throat> and you know they're hardworking guys. They still have you know. No. But um. Yeah. So they did those three shows, and then they did some. You know, they did the Tilburg, you know, Netherlands show. Right. And they've done a couple more in in Europe, and then now they have this show that is actually. Um, Pretty much sold out now. By the time we're there, that show's going to be sold out. So 
Didn't Is this out. all they're doing, or are they playing in Europe? Or are they? They're going to be in Europe. I think they got a couple more shows. I think they might be at the Chicago Domination. Are they doing maybe? Them? Are they um, doing the Valken thing? I don't think they're doing that. They got some some more festivals lined up because I've seen them on other stuff. I say I think they're going back to Europe. Maybe I th- want to say they're doing Chicago Domination, but I'm not for sure. Um, <clears throat> gonna have to look that up just to make sure. But they're playing at the Gramercy Theater. This will already be happened, but you know, I'll give you guys my this one so you can right. hear my official recap of everything and my trip and all that. <clears throat> but Mrs. Gorkreis is going to have a, a fabulous Jewish bagel from a New York deli, and uh, huh. sorry, a New York bagel bagel from a Jewish deli. And Did you uh, say a Jewish bagel from a New York deli. Well, it's the same thing, you know. Same thing. And uh, a, a pizza by the slice because you got to eat it like a fucking taco and and just. Just take it in. Sure. Um, we're going to the Ghostbusters Firehouse because that's part yeah, of my thing. We got to go to Manhattan. Um, you know, you ought to. You know, something you ought to do just for the shit of it. If you just felt like doing it. Um, we're going to Central Park, so we're gonna. We're I can't believe you're not going to go to the Mets Field, City Field. They're not even. I mean, can't if, you just go there? If we have time, we can maybe go do a tour there. But it's 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 far away from where we're at because it's in Manhattan and that's in. Are you, you going know, Queens. to? Are you going to go to a Yankees game still? Yeah, you are Sunday. doing that. Yeah. What about what about this? Now this is I've never thrown this at you. It's something else you could go do, and this is in Manhattan. You ought to go in the NHL store. Maybe if if I see it, yeah. Because I don't know what we're getting into. I mean, there's so much stuff. There's to a do. lot to do. I mean, it's the Big Apple. It's it. You know, it's. Oh. It's happening, but um, you know it'll, it'll be a great time. We're gonna go. We're gonna pass Columbia University, another Ghostbusters landmark, and nice. uh, see some cool stuff. Maybe maybe see Tavern on the Green, which is where Lewis Tully uh, turns into a, a terror dog. You know, nice. when he goes to the that little. You know, st- I didn't think it was still there. You know, my mom swore up and down that Tavern on the Green was. It is still down, there, but it's still there. Nice, same, same building, everything. Um, so there's a lot of cool little Ghostbuster landmarks I'd like to see, but probably not going to cover all that in one day. Um, <clears throat> let me see who's on Chicago Domination. It's July 27th, 28th, 29th. Uh, it's fest number four for them. My phone's being a shithead. <clears throat> Looks like it has Nader Sedek and... Uh, who else did I just see on? That guy's an asshole. He is. He is. He's an asshole. I was friends with him on on social media, and he was just a fucking prick. I asked him about coming on our podcast when we first started doing this, and he was just a dick about it. Well, He's now, like, yeah, man, metal, yeah. I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. With your son. I'll come back eventually. Okay. Yeah. Well, now look at who we got. So, har, har. You know, whatever. Your comeback. I might not. They always come you back. You don't know what I'm going to do. Huh. Okay, it's got gruesome on there, guttural secrete, mortal decay. For the record, I'm handicapped. Embalmer, necrotic disgorgement, cesspool of vermin. Um, oh, you alright over there? Yep. Need help? I dropped the, the metal part of his leash into the sink. Oh, I do that every day. Well, I don't know why, but. Our sarcophagy will be there, which is the dudes from. Gorgasm, right? Uh, incinerate. Never heard of most of these bands. Uh, the biggest band, which would be worth going for the whole thing, is Diabolic. They're going to be there. Uh, some Tampa goodness. What's that? Diabolic. 
them. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Magatwat, that's a good one. Um, a lot of these are like porn grind bands. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I can't really do that stuff. I don't. I can't either. Uh, I mean, some of see. it. Some of it sounds cool. But. Let me see if I can pull up some stuff just for demolition hammer. Some of the stuff they're doing. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I know that you know twenty fourth of Gramercy. That'll already be. See, when you look up demolition hammer, it shows a demolition hammer. Um, <laughs> not like the band, right. but an actual right. tool. Um, that's the Saint Vitus Bar one, which was. Uh, it was a year ago where they they played that show. So a year later, they're doing this stuff. Um, I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know. You know, it's amazing uh, when we had Creator on just because they're playing so many and headlining so many of those festivals. This oh, summer. I know it's crazy, and it's like it, to look back on it now, it's surreal. Um, yeah. Now here's one there. They're doing Colony Open Air. Who's on Colony Open Air? Besides, Dan- I want to hear if you're cool with it. I want to know the shows Demolition Hammer's doing for everybody out there listening. But I want to hear the bands that they're playing with. I'm curious. All right, this is Colony Open Air. Where's this? This is in. Looks like Brazil. Nice. Let's hear it. Our Brazilian uh, brothers, Alex and Max. Hold now, on. just for the record, this tour, this 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 is awesome. This whole thing. Okay. Okay. We'll start with stage two because it goes backwards. I mean, read everything. I don't care. Right, well, stuff I don't like. I want to hear is, everything. This is Saturday, July twenty second, in Colony Open Air in Brazil. Looks like Alex. Uh, hello, buddy. Looks like uh, Castrozado. I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. Um, very uncultured. All right, we'll do stage two on Saturday, and this is starting from. I can't read that. Uh, Oh, there's a band called Scanners that opens it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, hell. <laughs> uh, hell. Oh, that's gross. That's uh, really gross. Oh, there's some body horror. He's turning into a fucking hemorrhoid. God damn. There's Stephen Hack. He, or Stephen Lack. He's actually got that head when he explodes in the scene. He actually still has it, which is really cool. I was reading earlier when you were outside. But the... Ugh. We'll, we'll we'll take a break for a second for this gore, and we'll come back. God, they're they're body. like they're trying to outscan each other right now, and uh, looks like Michael Ironside is winning by a large margin here. He's about to get the KO in a second. I would say Ironside doesn't die in this, does he? No, Michael Michael Lack does right here, or uh, Stephen Lack. Sorry, he's the God. That's nasty. Oh, look, his chest is falling apart too. Yeah, he's just, like, about to blow his fucking nut. That's fucking gross. And here he goes. Now he gets set on fire in his hands there. Some fucked up shit. See, I love the Cronenberg stuff. It's so fucking weird. But it's awesome. You know, it's like a mix between American stuff and Italian stuff. Yeah. It's Some of it's very normal, and then it's just completely insane, yeah, like the Italian stuff. Gory. Oh! oh speaking oh, of oh, Italian, oh, that's the... That's death metal right there. Yeah, that's... You know, Frat Rags needs to make a shirt of him like that. I would totally wear that. The Michael Ironside scanner shirt? Oh, fuck yeah. The, the Ravik, whatever his name is. Fuck. Nasty. Anyway... Colony Open Air in Brazil. Scanners. Let me see. Let me see, let me see where that is. 
Not what we're watching, but we are watching. Castrozado. Castrozado. That's in Italy. I'm a retard. Um, it's in oh, the it's, province in it's in of, Italy. It's, in, it's Italy. in the province of Brescia. Okay, we're in Italy. Sorry. We're in Italy. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um, stage two. We got scanners. We got hell. We got loudness, exciter, and sacred Reich. Awesome. And this is how it goes up. This is Saturday, stage one. We got toxic... Asphyx, Demolition Hammer, Winter Sun, and Creator Headliner. God damn. And this is on Sunday where we bring out the the, 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 the big guns here. I don't know, Creator's a big gun. We'll see. Uh, Karach Angren, we got Absu, Mila, and Marduk, and then stage one for Sunday. We got uh, Anthropophagus. Which is a, an, an Italian band. Um, Hideous Divinity, um, Beheaded, Death Angel, Belphegor, and Morbid Angel. That's pretty sick fucking uh, yeah, it's build there. Yeah, it's awesome. Creator being probably my favorite. Oh, album. God, yeah. Nothing's bigger than that on there. So, yeah, that's something Demolition Hammer has, has coming up. So, in July, if you're in, in that area. Um, <clears throat> if you're in Italy, Italian fans... Be on the lookout because that's that's what you got coming up. What are our penances on that bill? I don't know. They're doing other stuff in other countries, probably. Or this was a festival. Those weird ass credits. <clears throat> oh, that's cool how they did that. A lot of people don't don't fuck with stuff like that. I think it, they should. It's cool. This is nasty. This is from last year. Um. It's called the MEH Massif Metal Festival. This is something they're doing this year? No, this was last September. <clears throat> I'm just going to give you a... <clears throat> you want to hear a good bill, this is it. A demolition Hammer did. Um, this was in uh, Switzerland last September. Okay. I'm just going to read off the ones I can pronounce here. Got carnal decay. You got debauchery, general surgery, fire spawn, which is guys from entombed, uh, catalepsy. Uh, Bolzer, How many goddamn entombed spinoffs are there? <laughs> uh, Bolzer, Asphyx, Take, Entombed AD, Demolition Hammer, Crisian, Ishan, Samel, Coroner, and Triptychon. So that's some good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, Crisian and, and Take and, and Asphyx. It's pretty awesome. And even Coroner. The, yeah, Coroner and even General Surgery is good. Um, so they played that. They also, in uh, Switzerland, they played with uh, Dark Tranquility and Sodom, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, they've, they've had some... Anything uh, else they're doing this year, though? Another festival you could read us off stuff? Nope, they just got that... Uh, New York and that the thing in uh, uh, Italy. Italy, yeah. That's nice. the only thing I can see, but they they confirmed that they don't have any other East Coast or anything any kind of stuff planned. So um, so this is it, and and they're it's very special. And I think even I wonder how many people are traveling in for that, like you are. I'm sure a lot. I mean, I'm I'm going so far away to get there, so I'm, I can imagine 
how many people from from other countries are going to be there even um i know a, a buddy of mine's coming from well no he only lives in jersey um as i say i thought one guy was from chicago that's still not that far but um yeah i mean it, it, they're playing epidemic of violence in its entirety which has never been done is that their second album yeah and uh that's very special. It's the whole reason I wanted to go in the first place and made a trip around the show itself. Um, I've never got to see a show in New York, like a metal show, anything like that. So I saw Iron Maiden in New York. It's awesome. So this is going to be the first time for me experiencing the world I've been living since I've been gone from my hometown and actually going as an adult and seeing a metal show there, meeting some cool people. It's going to be a lot of fun. So... Um, Looking, looking for a crazy one here. This is definitely going to be a, a really good time out there, and I'm looking forward to to talking with the Demolition Hammer guys, and hopefully I'll bring back something really cool for you, you fans, you Demolition Hammer fans. You be on the lookout for when I come back from this, because um, you know I, I think I might have something for the show and for you guys to uh, experience. So um, just, just you know, stay tuned, you dem- you demo fans. Hopefully you'll. You'll be satisfied with what I bring back for you. For you, so uh, if I, if any of you guys listening be at the show, <coughs> and I met you there or whatever, you know, you know where to find me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's I'm sure it'll be a great time. Well, what'd you think? I love this movie. <clears throat> like I said, there's two Cronenberg movies that I adore, <coughs> and it's this and The Dead Zone. Shivers is probably a nice alternate. I love the whole the brood. I like rabbit. I like, but and I own all that stuff. I love the whole uh, telepathy thing. I think that's really neat, and you can do a lot with that. And you know the things that he incorporated into the original story of the you know Naked Lunch or whatever the short story within that that he eventually made Naked Lunch into a film itself. So that's kind of cool, but um. The gore is there, and it's really good. It's different. It's not, like, over-the-top crazy. It's very effective gore. Like, when it happens, it's over-the-top, but it's, like, it's a split second, and it's it's effective. It's not, like, pouring, pussing gore. It's just kind of... It's not subtle, either. It's it's Cronenberg, so you're, you're getting what you pay for. But it's... It's definitely an effective film. It's very tense. It's... It's... Stays on pace. Definitely. Um, when it first starts, you don't really... You don't really know what the fuck's going on a lot of the time, but it's, um... You know the, the science fiction aspect of it's very nice, and I like the world domination aspect to it, and um, a lot of really nice shotgun kills in this film. It's Loved great. It. It's, just, it's a it. good movie. It was um, even if you count the uh, even if you don't count the actual head bust from the beginning, which was done with a shotgun. So that was kind of cool. It's not actually you know of course in the film it's not, but um, how they did the effect of the head explosion that's totally a shotgun blast blowing up dog food and like old lunch and fucking crazy nasty. I want to thank Flo for making the interview happen because <coughs> there was no label to go through and he arranged everything and I got to stand beside the side the hey, stage, had your back watch him play the whole Nun So Vile record all the way through plus, plus the, their current EP that's available now for really cheap from the band on their band camp. And, uh, and, uh, we recently had a Father's Day that's how, you know, uh Far back this episode might be. It depends on how close, you know. Depends on 
when I can get this thing up. Hopefully, I get it up really soon. But their tour is over, and it was but fucking amazing. Number one song, actually, it was Father. I, this is how I started the playlist. You guys can actually find it on Spotify now. Uh, my Father's Day playlist that I made for Father's I saw Day. It. it was uh, Father <laughs> Father Baker. It was oh, goddamn. It was Father to Son by Queen. It was a nice little subtle opening, and then it goes into Grave of the Fathers by uh, Cryptopsy off of None So Vile. So it's like, you know, it's just. You got the the flow drums, and then it's just relentless fucking eardrum slaughter. It's awesome. So uh, I know I know our buddy Jadrian saw Cryptopsy on the same tour uh, the doctor went to, and he said he was blown away. Ended up getting the same shirt I have, the non so vile long sleeve. He was like, "I bought the, shirt the long I got sleeve," crazy. and I was like, "I got the long sleeve too. It's my favorite shirt." He's like, "Oh my god, me too." But he even said, and he did the uh, logo. And the the skull uh, gore bath dude uh, on our page, he does the artwork for that. Um, he was blown away by by cryptopsy in that show. So yeah, they're really good. Uh, he had a really good time, and another doctor fucking absolutely loved it. He got the nice five star treatment from Flo, and that was really nice of him to do. Was and uh, I also appreciate that. Just anyone that has a doctor's back when I'm out there, if it's not wheelchair fucker. Then it's you know somebody like Flo is amazing. Uh, yeah, he did that all on, on his own, and him and Matt were gracious and had me on the bus, and it was awesome. And yeah, was so really cool. Anyone that has has your back has mine, so I appreciate that, and um, you know it helps us get this stuff out to you guys to listen to. Yeah, because so. we didn't have a way of going through the no- now. I did interview Decrepit Birth at the same show. Yeah, but we won't be putting that up for a little while. But yeah, we got a little while on that one because they have a new record coming out at the end of July. So, but yeah. Um, the tour seemed to go well for them, and they're they're still and they were selling none so vile there. So I bought a new remaster that Flo put out himself awesome. for ten bucks. Awesome. Um, picked that. You up. can't beat that record, man. No, man, ten bucks and 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 it, it, the John the Baptist. It's really cool. And shit. It's really cool, and he, he's such a big horror fan, and and uh, you got Herod with you know. John the Baptist head on the photo and the you know the, the cover art I've always loved that and that's why I love that shirt. And, oh, know. it's amazing! It's it's but but that record is it was heavily influenced by uh, Exorcist Three Legion. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> a lot of the songs on it, a lot of sacrilegious stuff, and it's, he goes into all that, and you guys will hear it in the interview. It's really there's cool. a quote I think from the Heretic, and there's also uh, yeah. an Army of Darkness quote in there. There is in that album, same album. Really good stuff. Those guys are big horror fans. I guess Lord Worm was a big horror fan, yep. according to Flo. So, which is cool. And they're still good friends. He just can't tour because he's a, a scholar. He he's a professor. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he's an English professor. So, for those of you listening that aren't really that into metal, but you listen to the podcast maybe for the horror aspect of it, you don't think guys that scream for a living are smart? Well, there you go. He's very professor, very so. smart, actually. But yeah, it's a great interview, and those guys were gracious and. Just so nice, and it was a it was a it was a pleasant experience. Uh, awesome. So, what was your favorite uh, track they played? Do you think? I you know aside from the Nunso Vile thing because that to me is like one thing. I really like that they played that the Book of Shadows uh, or uh, book, not Book of Shadows the Book uh, of the Tomes or whatever the whatever it is the EP that I bought Book uh, of Souls two years or? ago. Yeah, <clears throat> they played. Uh, uh, two cuts off that, and I, I really enjoy that because I've listened to that a bunch. And uh, I'll tell you a funny story. The first time that I saw them, they played in a place where I was living at the time, and it, I saw I saw Cryptopsy before Nunsoval was even released. Wow! 
So, and that's from Flo himself because I saw them in like '93 or '94. Yeah, the Book of Suffering. Book of Suffering. Tomes one. Book of Souls is goddamn Zach Wild. <laughs> I really fucked that up. But anyway, here, sorry, they're going to be in Europe now. Um, <clears throat> actually, today they're in Vienna, Austria. Yeah, they did Hellfest the other day in France and. They're going to be going over to Germany. Creator did Hellfest, too, I believe. Yep, Germany and France, and by the time you hear this, guys, uh, they'll be probably just wrapping up their uh, Euro tour where they're in France and Belgium, Netherlands. They're going to Tilburg, where Netherlands Death Fest is, and they're Uberhaus in Germany and Hamburg. And uh, Then they go to London for a show in August at the Underworld Camden, uh, August 22nd. And then... Uh, they're going to go back to Germany in August again, so they're doing a lot of German dates. So you guys over there in Germany, are they doing Wacken? Where is is it Hamburg? Yeah, that would be that's Wacken. Yeah, they're doing Wacken. I, I Vaken. thought Wacken was in like September. Or no, it's in August. It is. Yep. Show us how much I know. Um, let's see. It'll be July first. Let me see what the, the dates are. Try and figure this one out for it's, you before it's, we go. It's it was a it was a good thing. I you know the tour package. I would have rather have seen uh, some of the bands that joined the tour package later that I'm a fan of. But I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed what I saw. Um, I, I watched Decrepit Birth and I watched Cryptopsy. Cryptopsy was great. Decrepit Birth was great, um, but Cryptopsy was really outstanding. And it was fun to hear that record all the way through. And I think Wiltshire fucker had a good time, and I had a good time, and it was just fun. We had it was the show was good. Um, security was being a little difficult at that show, but you get that sometimes. People have to act like they're hot shit or they're in a band, even though they're not. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But which are the really good bands that are on Bach, and you want to hear it? Oh, there's some great bands on that bill. Let's see, we got Aborted, Accept, Old Fag, <laughs> Alice Cooper. <laughs> Amon Amarth. That's Amon. Just Amon. skip the crap. Amon Amarth. Uh, the stuff we like. Uh, Annihilator. Let's see. I don't like them. He does. I've been with him too. Bruharia, Candlemass. Then according to him, I single-handedly smoked weed with one of the people from the show. Just me. You did. Uh, <laughs> Just me. All alone. <laughs> Emperor. Flotsam and Jetsam, Grand Magus, Grave Digger, uh, Henry Rollins. That's kind of cool. It's weird. It is weird, but it's cool. Um, Catatonia, which I love. Creator. Gotta have Creator. Creator's headlining. Yep. Mayhem. That's awesome. Megadeth, Memoriam, Morbid Angel, Napalm Death, Nile. Nothing touches that festival. Are we in agreement on that? Oh yeah, Paradise Lost, Possessed, Power Wolf, Primal Fear. <laughs> that 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 whole. Th- I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that one more time. If I can have this as Possessed, Power Wolf, Primal Fear. Possessed, Power Wolf, and Primal Fear. Jesus Christ! I would just want to see that. that yeah, metal. it's great. That's nasty. Uh, Prong, um, Sacred Reich, Sanctuary. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. It is. Um, Actually, Worlds touring out right now. Yeah, um, they're doing all the Hellfest. Sonata Arctica. Yeah, I like them. Uh, Tankard, which is, I mean, that's their home. Right, yeah. That's their uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. It's their last German festival show. So, if you guys are going to Vakken, you're seeing some cool shit right there. 
I saw them a couple times recently on their last U.S. run, so um, they they put on a hell of a show. So if you guys have never seen them or you don't even like them, just go watch them anyway. They're a hell of a band to watch. For entertainment. Watch live, yeah, definitely. Uh, Warrant, that's, <laughs> that's awesome, actually. Uh, Witchery, Wolf Brigade, and yeah, that's, that's it. But that's, I mean, man, you're getting a hell of a fucking show out there. So, no complaints here. Trying to see when it actually starts, though. It's not just giving me the... You know, I actually talked to Schmier uh, in Destruction about about playing that festival. And he's actually... Him and several of the bigger bands are actually flown yeah, in there. August 3rd through August 5th. They're flown into the venue. Isn't that cool? It is awesome. He says because it's Take, essentially just a mud field. So Schleswig Holstein, northern Germany. 80 kilometers northwest of Hamburg, so that's where it's at. So yeah, they won't be... No cryptopsy. Yeah, no cryptopsy, but they will be around the area. So if you guys... Um, it's, it's you should have seen the U.S. run. There's no excuse for it because it was really good. It's in early August, so Germans, if you want to see Cryptopsy after you you blow your load at Bakken, you can go August 24th and the 25th, and there'll be an Adernach, and they'll be, if I'm saying that right, they're going to be in Germany. So I think so. Awesome. And July 1st, they'll be in Hamburg, so you'll get to see them in Oberhausen. And, uh, that July first thing, I think, is Wurzburg uh, and Frankfurt. They're going to be that. No, that July first thing, I think, is that Rock Hard Festival. Maybe. Which you guys will be? Huh? It's one of those. I don't huh? know which one. Versburg. Oh yeah, Versburg. What did I say? Wurzburg. Yeah. <laughs> Versburg. It's fine. We Thanks. don't. We don't pronounce things wrong. We don't. We just can't. Um, we just don't care. We uh, should because we don't support the underground. Um, we don't. <laughs> But yeah, and you got some stints in uh, late June, early July, and at the end of August, Germans, to go see Cryptopsy. So when you're saving up your money and when you've already blew your load at Bakken, which I'm sure you guys will, then, then you got a chance. Right, you got to go do that. We've been rambling on and on, but we wanna, I, I want to personally thank the doctor for, for his uh, his killer road trips he's been doing and, and getting all these bands, and especially yeah, Cryptopsy is one of my favorites. So that's yeah, awesome. man, it was a good one. It was good. Flo was... A gracious host, and they were killer, and I got to stand beside his drum kit and watch the whole show. From yeah, the it's nasty. He's one of the best drummers alive. Um, and that's not just coming from me as an opinion. Just go watch the guy play drums. It's ridiculous. It is. He's unbelievable. He's even been in He's gotten better Rolling Stone and shit for his drums. He's gotten better with age. I mean, he's oh, yeah. Unbelievable, but. So, totally sick drummer and really influential band in, in both death metal and technical death metal and just music in general. They really continue to push the envelope and make extreme Definitely. music. So uh, I want to thank... Uh, both Matt and uh, Flo for, for being on the show and we will now bring that to you so thank you thank for you Matt and Flo for hanging out with me yeah, and you all enjoy and as always from the doctor and I stay fucking gory Dr. Vincent West, the Phantasm Podcast, and today I'm with 
one of my heroes from my childhood of listening to death metal. I'm here with Flo and Matt of Cryptopsy. How are we doing, guys? Good, good, man. Good, good, good. good. It's exciting to have you here. Um, and you guys are out on the road right now? Yep. It's going to be a little over a week. Devastation on the niche. It's a great bill. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. Some good folks. Uh, see, the last time I saw you guys, when you guys were out with Cannibal, so that was a, that was a good tour. 2016. Yeah, man, that was good stuff. Right on. We started it up here in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the show for us were a little bit more oiled. And oh, I thought y'all were great. I thought y'all stomped. I thought y'all slayed that night. I was. I thought you were great, but, but yeah, Thank cool. You, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll kind of start here. Really. Uh, do a history of the band if that's cool and you want to talk about how when you got involved uh, Cryptopsy so in the time machine here with Flo let's go uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over and not be very specific because I'm not very specific in okay memory, sure sure. In my sure. memory but so early 90s very early 90s uh, I joined the band we were called Necrosis uh, changed that to uh, Cryptopsy a couple years later put out Ungentle Exhumation demo. Uh, I think a year later or something like that, we put out uh, Blasphemy Made Flesh and then None So Vile and then Whisper Supremacy and then You'll Beg. Uh, Once Was Not, Unspoken King, Self Titled, EP1, Book of Suffering, Tome 1. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been over. Uh, 20, 25 years about uh, with different um, members and different twists and turns and um, and I feel like the lineup we have now is the most solid we've ever had uh, Matt's been in the band for a little over 10 years it's Chris Great. You know, Chris a little over 12 years and Ollie's the new kid on the block but he's been with us for 5-6 uh, years yeah so and does a great job so here we are from Early '90s to uh, 2017. It's it's fun. I I don't think uh, as drummers go to me. I don't think you're giving enough credit to me. I, I tell people when we started doing the podcast a year ago. I was like, well, there's flow, which is the Neil Perta death metal. That's who you are to me. So that's who I refer to you as. I think you're the master behind the kit. Uh, my two favorite death metal drummers growing up were you and Mike Smith. Got <clears throat> oh, right on. Cool. That's it. Those cool. are my favorites. So. Yeah, Mike's a good, good guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. But yeah. So growing up, I was like always. And then uh, the first time I got to see you guys, you guys played in Knoxville. Right. And that was crazy. A long time ago. Long, long time ago. I think that was just like a one-off too, and just drove, yeah. drove down and drove back. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for the props. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, always and. Uh, you have such a an amazing catalog, and uh, blasphemy all the way to to the the self titled record, which that I really like that when I bought that I was like, man, this is fucking it's, a lot of stuff. It's, it's fun. It is. It's, it's, it's fun to play. It's fun to listen to, actually. So it's yeah. nasty. Your vocals on it are nasty. It's just, it's good stuff. Um, none so vile. Why, why none so vile all the way through? Oh, we wanted to do it last year, but the um, tour opportunity wasn't there. Right. So this year, since we're years. touring a lot, it's 20 years last year. So since we're touring a lot this year, we just decided to bring it back. And since people seem to love that album so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had initially, like, 
thought to just do it in Maryland. Okay. That's when the discussion opened up on Spavile. It'd be a nice little treat to the, the Maryland Death Fest community for sure. us to pull out. Not so vile, but it evolved and became what it is right now. Yeah, so you figure like, yeah, we have to relearn the song, so might as well play more than once. <laughs> well, I, God, I remember, I've never been to Maryland, but I used to go to the Milwaukee mm. every year. Yep. Yep, and I saw you guys there. Yep, 97, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, they have a lot of firsts and stuff like that. I look back on that now. I mean, that was the first time I saw a lot of stuff when I go to those shows. Because they're, I mean, it didn't seem as many. I don't know. It's different. I don't really know how to. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just the the scene was different. I have the I have the '98 shirt that I found recently at home, and there's so many cool bands on that on that package uh, for the Milwaukee. Um, and yeah, for us when we played in 97, it was really the first time that a lot of people in the States got to see us. So there's a there's a lot of anticipation and um, yeah, I almost died. It's fun. I mean, I, God, who was on at that year? Oh, jeez, I don't remember, but I mean, I'm trying to so remember many, even some of it. But so many bands. I mean, the first one I ever went to was right before Barnes left Cannibal Corpse. I got to see him. All right. Uh, that was the first one I ever went to. And I literally went for that, which was funny. I just wanted to see him. And he's still, we, it was awesome. About a month ago, he was doing, or a couple months ago, he was doing promotion for that new Six Feet Under record. And I immediately went off subject and was like, can we talk about Cannibal Works for a long time? He was like, yeah, man. So that, that was, was cool. fun. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And he was he talking. Was, he was cool about it. He was he was great, and, awesome. and and I was really excited about that. It was funny because when I was interviewing uh, Deicide recently, I was talking to Steve because Jack left Deicide yep. and now he's in Six Feet Under with Chris. Right. Which I don't even care if it sucks. It's kind of cool that some of my old school cannibals kind of together. So yeah, right. I don't know. I thought it was right. kind of funny. Yeah, I cool. love Paul and Alex, but it's still just like I don't know. But yeah, it was I cool. You. I hear you. Yeah, man, it's old school. I don't know. But yeah, I remember going to Milwaukee. But Maryland, I've never done it, to be honest with you, just because it, it seems expensive. And I was trying to get any kind of way, not to rip me by up, but, you know, so I could be able to do interviews and stuff. But they don't really do the press thing, so, right. which is understandable. Sure. It sells out, and they do well and stuff. But did you guys get to check out any of the bands when you were up there, or did you? Uh, yeah, we were like, four bands. So great. Yeah. Great bands. Yeah, Anthony's leaving Gorehouse. It sucks. The bassist, he's about to go. Oh, shit. He's stepping down. I don't know what they're going to do about that. But, but yeah, they're great. I love that. I've never got to see those guys. Love that band. But. Tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're great. Yeah, super tight. I wanted to go to that Vegas uh, Death Fest simply just to do the. I wanted to see Mortician again. Oh, shit, yeah. Love. No. Oh, God, if I could ever get... This is, see, today, you have to understand, this is a huge thing for me. It's like, okay, now I can mark flaw off a list. This is yeah, huge having you. That's awesome. And Will's a big one for me, too. I oh, love yeah, to Will's Will awesome. Man. I like Will a lot. Because cool. I, I feel bad, because Roger's like, well, you know, I could come on a day. I was like, can I get Can I get Will? Can you get Will? That's but, cool. but I don't know. The, uh, the Terrence from Suffocation was telling me the other night, I guess, he hangs out. Uh, Will hangs out at the... Uh, Oh god, what's the name of that? One of the bars yes. up there. Uh, I forgot what it is. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Often. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friends are going up to see uh, they're going to see something. I forget what the one off show they're going to. And I was like, well you should go by there. St. Bonas bar, is that right? Yeah, that's where we're playing. It could be there, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably something there. I'm yeah, not sure. Some metal bar for sure. Anyway, back try and get off subject there, but, <laughs> but no, but um 
I was excited. Uh, let me go backwards here for a sec. The the self-titled record. When I bought that, that was my favorite record that I bought that year. Oh, cool. 2012, right? Yes. I just, just to kind of touch on that a sec, I just want to sure. tell you how awesome I think that record is. And I was like... And I bought it kind of on a whim because I didn't know you had anything new out because I was so used to you know central media yeah, and all yeah. that good stuff or whatever. Yeah. And then, but I was like, this is fucking awesome. You sound amazing on it. Your kid sounds amazing. Thank you. Do y'all want to talk a little bit about recording that record? Um, uh, it sure. It was fun. I think I recorded my, the drums in my house. You did. Yeah, I recorded the drums in my house, and then we did the rest at uh, Chris's studio, which was his old studio. Yeah, in the garage. Uh, in the garage, yeah. You know, we, we we practiced a lot for that album, so it was really... John had come back yeah, for that yeah. album. And, and John right, yeah. jammed for months. Two or three times a week. Months, like at yeah. least four or five months. Yeah, and then so we were, it was really kind of easy, ready, and just recorded it. And, yeah, you know, Chris is a master engineer, so it's like... Super easy to work with. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was uh, just a easy, fun process, you know? Now, your first record was the Unspoken King. That's right. That's a that's an interesting record too. It's, it's a it's a different record for your Topsy fans. Well, your your vocals on it though, I thought were. It's exactly what the band wanted. It's it's good stuff. I mean, I I I don't I like the record. I was listening but, to it the other night. Really? Just like going, oh fuck yeah, that's, there's some really interesting stuff on it. It is really interesting. It's really different. Really it was different. like you guys going out trying something different. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It's before its not, time. Yeah, so. no, yeah. I think so. It might come, you know. But um, but yeah, but at one point, you know, it was the the rise of the internet and the um, um, the it, it, it seemed like it was in style to hate it, even if you liked it. And that's pure pressure. Um, <laughs> I do get a bunch of people that come up to me and yeah. say, See, like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't a want their friends to know. To <laughs> well, see, what I thought was interesting about I don't, I do not, and I'm a profound professor, I do not listen to Death War stuff, but I don't think that record sounds like that to me. But people, the people yeah. that I ran with were like, oh, that's their death. I was like, no, it's not. It's, it's just not. something different. You were trying different it's stuff. It's just out. not. That's no, God, no. That's the furthest fucking thing from the truth of anything y'all have ever done. But yeah. I was just like, no. Yeah. They were trying something different. So yeah, it was labeled and all that stuff. And but you know, I mean, it is what it is. My favorite album, just to kind of again go backwards for a second, is Once Was Not. Okay. I have no idea why. I just really like that record. There's a lot of shit in that too. A lot of the, the video was the Swamp yeah, Dance was cool. crazy. <laughs> it cool. was. It is. It's. 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 I don't know why I like that record, but we were listening to it on the way on the way up here. It's on just Sunday. raw. It is. It's just. It's very raw. It's it's nasty and it's. Yeah. It's got some like you know again the great thing about Cryptopsy is that from in every album there's always some newness. There's always some element of what you know. This, they've never done this before. Or, um, that's what I find interesting. I mean, props to bands that like to you know kind of repeat. Stick to their formula. Stick to their formula every album, but we're not like that at all. I mean, we I just like to experiment with different stuff and you're try different stuff out. You're always out. learning new stuff. Sure, trying to trying to throw, you know, new techniques, new techniques, and, and whatever. So I don't know. I just you know, Cryptops has always been like that, and it's not necessarily a a, a, a band member change because really it was it's gone through two periods like or two decades 
one decade more so, you know, the writing of John, and then the other decade more so with the writing of um, of Chris. So, um, or more so now. So, yeah, we just, you know, we just like to try shit out. Well, I mean, my, my dream Cryptopsy record, and uh, to me, is uh, you guys to work with Eric Rutan. To work with Eric? I would shit. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, got to, I have to tell you all something funny. When I interviewed Goodward recently, Ben told me that Cannibal had went back to Eric for their next record. <laughs> and I was like, yes, because I love them, but when they, the Mark Lewis, I was like, no, no, right. please, no. The other night, I got in trouble with DSI because they, they used Jason Sukoff. I was yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Why didn't you use Eric? Because to me, Eric, and I, I want to ask you, well, both of you guys this. Yeah. Growing up, Scott Burns, yeah. go to God. Yeah. To me, Eric's like the modern Scott Burns. I, you know, I haven't really like analyzed the story. I mean, I, I, I know uh, Eric, uh, but I've never really hung out with him or spoke. It's with just him, my so. dream thing to have a record with you guys with him. Well, I you just, know, it'll be something we think about. I don't know why. Because, I just, I really like him because he just mentioned it. So we'll think about <laughs> well, it. Well, I, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm such a because. He's a selling point to me as an older death metal fan when I see... Because, you know, Goatford, they didn't use him for their new record. They actually right. used their sound guy, and I haven't heard that record yet. But. Okay. But then you have something surprising, like the other night, when I heard uh, Terrence playing the whole new Suffocation record. Right. And it's Zeus again, but it doesn't sound like Zeus. No, it sounds different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was weird. I was like, well, Pinnacle didn't sound like this. Yeah. I don't know, it was weird. You can hear it. It's strange, because I hadn't heard it. Because I will not... The labels will send me digital stuff, and I'm like, eh... I'm gonna buy it. Right. Well, I like to buy it. And, good man. Good man. I mean, that's what I do. I like to collect. You ought to just, just thousands of fucking CDs, all death metal stuff. I'm just like, yeah, I gotta yeah, keep buying this shit. And, and it's good to collect, but it's also good to support because it's not a, it's not a scene that makes a lot of dough, you know. So, no, it's not. To me, you helps. gotta buy a shirt. You gotta buy vinyl. You gotta buy the. the I guess vinyl's had a pretty big resurgence and stuff. So that's it sure has. Yeah. For so sure. that's good. But yeah, but. I don't know. Just a dream thing. Just throwing that out there, Eric. I don't it's know. Kind of cool. Right I on. mean, I just, I don't know. To me, and I, I got so surprised when people go away from him. I think it's funny, just between us, isn't it, you guys? But just for me, because I know Paul. I'm kind of giving you hell here, Paul. That they went away from. He's like, do you like the new record? I'm like, no. And then they went right back to Eric. According to Ben, so we'll say that's true. But you know, it's just funny. But so you have some part. You have some part in that. I feel like I had a little, a little part in it, just because I was just like, but it just, didn't, it just didn't sound like that. Right. That record. You know, that record. I don't know. To me, it just. I don't know. And I love, love the band, but it was just like it seemed like it kind of got away from what. Right. But I guess you know, you guys as a, as musicians, you like to try different stuff sometimes. Sure. Like to, no, we're very fortunate to have Chris, Chris in the band, band, who's just a, a master at. Right? At you know recording and mixing and all that stuff. So and Chris has done. He just does. He just doesn't. Yeah, he does tons of bands. Yeah, uh, he does in Montreal basically. Yeah. But um, he just doesn't like mixing and mastering our our stuff. For some <laughs> he gets. He gets. He gets nervous. Yeah. He's less confident about his abilities when it comes to, to us compared to other people. Yeah. Other engineers. Now was he in Naraxis? No, that's all. No, that's all. Ami was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That band was crazy. That was crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. But um, and we'll talk about. Let's talk about the EP in a minute. Sure. Bought that at the show. Love it. I actually bought it from all you guys, so that was fun. Cool. Cool. Yeah. EP. Uh, it's the first part of the book of suffering. Yeah. It's really good. There should be more coming. Can't wait. Probably early 2018 at this point. 
yeah. it's bought and bought it from you guys. I was like, hell yeah. That was what when we went to the, the, the show that February. Uh, I was like, I gotta make sure they got that. I bought that because it's to me again to talk about that. I like to physically have it in my hand. I don't digital. I know digital's convenient and everything, yeah. but to me, digital loses something to me. I've got these really nice Bose headphones I use when I listen to Death Metal, okay. and it's like. Yeah. I still rock a CD player in my car. I mean, yeah. I don't. My friends are like, oh, you should use Spotify. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spotify. Yeah. We won't talk about that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> really. Well, I never understood because I'll find stuff on there not to talk about it, but just I've seen stuff on there. And I'm like, you didn't pay them for shit. Nope. No. That's my, and I can't, but I'm like, I'll find something on there. And I'm like, there's no way you paid that man for that. Nope. That's, that's fantastic. But. Uh, I'm joking, but that <laughs> bastard. Anyway, but yeah, the convenience of it to me, though, it's still, it's not, like, I, I want to know at the end of the night, I put money, whether it's pre-ordering something physical, buying it off Amazon physically, or buying it from the band of the show physically, that I did my part with Yeah, it. sure. Because that's how I grew up. Yeah. To me, I don't feel right about, I don't Appreciate know. That. It's yeah. the same thing as a movie. Sure. I go to the movies all the time. If I go to a movie, I'm going to pay you to go to a damn movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's what it's like. Said. The other night, I spent fourteen fifty to see Smokey and the Bandit in the theater. Oh, shit, yeah, it's a little, little bit more pricey than it used to be. But I mean, just it was a one-off yeah. thing, that Fathom event thing or whatever. Right. But a funny, funny part about that—that that was Alfred Hitchcock's favorite film when he died. Oh, really? Loved it. Yeah. Apparently, was obsessed with it because his daughter <laughs> was talking about. I think at the beginning of it. Anyway, it's weird, but <laughs> but yeah. So uh, you guys are out on the road. Yep. And. Uh, what are the plans when when this tour finishes in the U.S.? We go directly to Europe. Festivals. Yeah. We have two festival runs, one in June, where we hit Hellfest and with, with Full Force. All those are, I always see yeah. those festivals. I, get, I bet those are fun. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And we got like club shows in between those. And then we're home July, and then August we go back to Europe for part two of the festival. What all the festivals? We hit Silac. Uh, Summer Breeze, Brutal Assault, Partizan, Kaltenbeck, Death Feast over there. And their festival, you just can't touch it. You know, I didn't think my podcast was doing anything, and it's it does in Europe. Oh, cool. When I talk to Apple, they're like, it does oh, cool. in Europe. Oh, nice. And I'm like, cool. And then I knew something was going on because I don't know a lot of people, and all of a sudden I had like 3,000 friends on, <laughs> on yeah. Facebook, and I was like... Something's going on right. somewhere, so that's good. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad that, thank God for South America and Europe, because I'm yeah, yeah, that's so where I'm getting that's where I'm getting all my people yeah. are hitting us up and listening to the to the show and stuff. So and it's Both better. Fans. Yeah, it's cool, man. You got I love it. I was just like, because I was like, there's no fucking. Because my wife's like, how the hell do you have three thousand? I was like, I guess it's the podcast because it's not me. And they'll put on Doctor Vincent West. I'm like, cool, thanks, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so it, it's cool. Um, let's see. So, when the second part of suffering comes out, yeah. Now that does that complete that, and then you all go into something else, or does? No, we're gonna, I think we're going to do three parts. Oh wow! Uh, not one hundred percent sure, but that that was the plan initially. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Let's just you know 
more like more like a you know one day at a time kind of things kind of kind of kind of folk so we'll see how this one goes and then see from there you know go from there it's exciting i i, I really like it i mean i because i had never heard it i wanted to wait till i bought it and i bought it that night at the show and i've listened to it a bunch cool yeah new material is going to be pretty pretty sick pretty crazy. it's great the, in the lineup the current does great it's everything it's our longest running crypto lineup it's it's great i mean i think it's everything's firing all cylinders tars the bass your vocals obviously thank you sir the master back there but yeah i mean it's i just can't get over it like i it's 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 refreshing to me as an older fan because i tend to shy away from a lot of newer stuff so right you know for me it's it's you're giving every Cryptopsy fan to me what they should want, while doing your own creativity. But want. you're, but yeah. you are. You're giving them everything. That, I don't know how anybody, because no one that I know, all of my older friends, there, and even my friends that are my co-hosts in his twenties, you know, he loves you guys. So, but he loves all of them. So, you know, you know. So, Bob, but then the, the 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 newer stuff is 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 just as important uh, to talk about. Um, Real quick, just kind of rewind a sec. The the self-titled record, the the cover art for that. Yeah, that was a whole a lot of back and forth. I yeah, remember yeah. when that was being made. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the singer of. Uh, it's interesting. Kenny. No. Yeah, we What's weren't. The thing? Uh, uh, that's the last one. Can't remember. Either. Yeah, no. Singer of But anyways, that was supposed to be kind of a montage of like different, like a history of different logos and so kind of like a, 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 a whole bunch of shit on there. A tattoo piece or something, yeah. I don't know. Something skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. It is interesting, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, um, that was it. It was just supposed to be like an uh, amalgamation of old and new. What about the on book? What about the cover art for that? Um, we went with Remy from yeah. Heads of Designs. Yeah. He was doing a lot of shirts at the time. We just like the style. It's cool. The yeah. Colors were interesting. Very cool. The, uh, the second one we already got the art for, and it's gonna it all sort of fits together. It all blends in kind of thing. So the so ultimate cool. should be interesting. Yeah, really ultimate nice goal it would all just connect together. Oh, so he's gonna you're gonna have him do. We already have three. Oh, second. okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Nice. Um, and uh, we'll see. I'm trying to think here. So that's all I'm to ask about. The when the recording process. Uh, we use book, for example. Um, now, do do you do your own lyrics? I write my lyrics. You write your own lyrics. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then. Do you do all of the music? Do you do the... Uh, Chris, I mean, right, Chris and, and Ollie write parts of riffs and stuff like that. And um, my job is I'll write the occasional riff, just hum it out kind of thing. But um, my job is more of trying to piece things together. So Chris and I, and, or Chris, Ollie, and I will sit down and we'll try to piece things and bridge it and throw in the cryptopsy traps and 
the odd, you know, tempos or odd meters, odd timings and all that stuff and just, you know, try to figure out length and, uh, yeah, just, you know, put it together that way. So, yeah. and I and usually then, let them do their shit and then once flows, track some sort of drums to it, I'll get the songs at that point. Now, have you done all your lyrics since you got into the band? I've written all the lyrics. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. You know, so many people seem like they get away from that as well. Yeah, some bands. It's some interesting. Bands, it's like another guy's job. I mean, that's how it always was to it's me. the voice know. of the band. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, that's to me. Some people just can't do it. Well, see, that's how I feel about it, too, is more it's... Uh, I mean, I guess it's fine if one person, I guess, does everything. It's just, it's strange sometimes yeah. when I, I guess sometimes when, when I'll interview certain bands and I'm just kind of like, really? They, I, I'll find out and I didn't even know. Right. You know, because a lot of times, look, even if you look at the liner notes, you can't even, it's like, well, did they do that? Or, that's why I asked you, I wasn't yeah. sure, you know. And if it's there, I missed it. I was drunk or something. <laughs> but no, but I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's like, like Hannibal, I, I did to me, just as a fan, Chris's lyrics were, I don't think any, to me, that still, that was the selling point as a so kid. Dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was You great. know, I, and Paul's stuff's raunchy. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't think a lot of, I, I, I swear to God, when I go hang out with those guys, I don't think people realize that Paul's the one doing the lyrics in that yeah. stuff. No, yeah, I really don't. I don't think people get that. I think it goes right over their head. I think yeah. they think it's George, or maybe yeah. they think it's, you know, Alex. I think Alex does do some a lot of yeah. stuff with that, though, of course, too. But, yeah. but no, it's just it's interesting because so many bands. I think it's awesome that you do your own lyrics and stuff, just because I think a lot of people get away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good. I like the you know, voice of the band. You know, he writes it, he yells it out, he belts them out. He's the one that puts the motion to them. You know, so the other it makes not, sense to me. The other night blew my mind. Deicide never knew Steve does everything in that band. Oh, really? Right in I never knew that. Okay. Starting with Once Upon a Cross, everything. Lyrics, everything. And Glenn literally usually does his own stuff, he said. But like that, but like the Hoffmans, I never knew that they had basically no role in that band. Oh, wow. Okay. I never knew that, which is why they lost the court. I didn't get into all that with him. But, but no, it's just interesting to me. I never, as a fan, I never knew that he did all yeah. the stuff in yeah, that I band. Yeah, I never read that either. He told me, it's, it's like, this news to me. That's kind of cool. I didn't fucking, that's why I asked, you know, because it's like, you never know. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, so, now, and when you go, when you do the uh, the second EP, following along the same lines, a different story to uh, tell? Different, a little bit of a different story. It's more extreme, musically. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, I know what I'm going to write about, but I haven't really opened it up yet. Once I get the songs that we're hanging yeah, it's exciting. I, like I said, I was really blown away by it because I bought it because I I shot away from again. I don't, I don't, I don't like listening to stuff on YouTube. I don't like listening to stuff on the on the internet. I just don't. Like I said, I mean the label will send me stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to just buy it because to me it loses something when you can physically get your hands on it and listen to it. No matter how you listen to it, I mean people like to do it digitally. That's fine. Right. I realize I'm just a little far, but <laughs> I like to have my own thing. But well, um. So and you're, you're going to do all the festivals now. When you guys, uh, when you when you get to go to Europe and do the festivals, do you get to check out the other bands? Do you all have time to do that, or sometimes, is it more sometimes just, it just like running? Sometimes it happens. I think this one will be um, a little bit more running than uh, than before. But uh, yeah, sometimes it depends on the drives. I bet it's fun to see old friends. I guess. Oh yeah, 
in festivals is, is where it basically happens, you know? Uh, actually, we're doing that Texas thing, and tomorrow. Cattle's playing tonight. Yeah. They're going to hang around, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to miss them tomorrow. They're leaving like tomorrow afternoon or something. Oh, yeah. I've never had Travis on yet. I've never. No, he's a, he's a good guy. Wait till they get a new record. So he's he's get awesome. Though. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Good War, I think, playing that yeah. tonight, too. Okay, yeah. Or is yeah. that tomorrow? No, maybe they're tonight. They're tonight, too. Yeah. Ah, oh, they're great. I just had Ben and Sammy on. Those guys are fucking nuts. It was fun. Tomorrow yeah, they're, they're, it's I Hate God. Oh, they're great. Is, is Mike singing with them again? I assume. I think he's back singing. I think he's back. That's amazing. It was weird. We we went to see them at Barbecue, and Phil uh, from Superjoint was fronting them instead of huh. Mike, because Mike had got real sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. It was weird. I think Randy yeah. filmed yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's fun. But yeah, so that, that'll be cool. Now, have you all played the, the Texas thing before? No, no, not sure. I don't know if it's a yearly thing. I think... There's so many of those things pop up. Like right. I didn't realize that Las Vegas thing was every. Have you all ever done that? No, no, no. no. See that guy. That guy gets some. He gets some interesting stuff. Right. And he's not really charging that much. I think it's like a hundred ninety, maybe just ninety bucks for the whole three days or whatever. Yeah. But it seems like it's hit or miss. Well, it just seems like he his it like he had uh, pathology there, and I was going to go. And to hang out with Maddie, and then they kind of backed off, and I won't get into all that on here's professional courtesy, but but Mortician's still there, and then they replaced Pathology with Angel Corpse, right? And then the Vader tour package that I'm seeing here Monday is is I guess the first knot of it, okay? Them and Internal Blending and all that good stuff, but it's it's weird. And if you try to reach out to him, for me personally, I didn't know. I have to imagine what it's like as a band, but I know when I tried to just reach out to him to do stuff, he was kind of like, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just curious, but. No, we, uh, no, I don't know. Never done it. Never heard of it. Like and, uh, yeah, I think it's probably. It's a lot of smaller. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even the bigger bands are smaller bands. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Huh? Huh? Kind of cool, tell, I don't know. Tell them to call us. Okay. Yeah, man. Send I mean, us the money. You know, <laughs> headline that motherfucker, but. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. It, it seems so many of those the things pop up like that every year. Like I guess the the and I didn't realize this because I'm not real familiar with with uh, Maryland Death Fest. I guess they have that thing earlier in the year that's in Europe. Uh, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's in like October. February or, or well, no, there's no, there's that in October that's in Los Angeles, California. That's, that's them. Cool, but there's a thing they do in like February or yeah, March over in Death Fest. Sweden or something. No, I think somewhere. it's in the Netherlands. That's it. Thank you. Until Netherlands Death. That's it. Until that's it. Yeah. At the uh, O13. Right. Yeah. So that's wild. They end up having all that stuff. But then they do. Uh, they do one. It's a lot of thrash bands out in in, in like Oakland right. in October. They do that. Yeah. It's, but it's not. But that's what's weird. It's it's not really thrash. I think last right. year the only thrash band on it was like Nuclear Assault or something. Oh shit. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, I think this year they've got like Sacred Reich or somebody out there. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Cool. So, so the the Texas thing tomorrow. That's cool. Are you, yep. are you guys headlining that? No, I, I hate God. I hate God. Somewhere over us. All right. Okay. It's cool. Interesting. Sure. Take it easy. Sure. Just played on Survivor. Now, for this tour, for everybody listening, so it's it's just that record. But we got a few other songs. Nice. And then we finish with Survivor. Yeah, not Survivor. Oh, like. so that's the encore. That's it. it is not Survivor. Jeez, now, I'm in for a treat. I thought it was just that. 
that's 30 minutes about, you know, so no, we play a, play a few more songs to begin with, oh, and then we awesome. get into, uh, we get into Numb So Vile, so, uh, I didn't want y'all to stop when I saw you last time with Cannibal, I was like, God, there's, y'all, I thought you all were, I know you may not, I thought y'all were, we, right? we were, because Corey, my co-host, uh, that's not with me now, he was just like, Jesus Christ, we drove, we drove, all night, yeah, yeah, we thought you sounded great, from Montreal, we were blown away, meets the tour, we were blown away. Thank you. Absolutely blown you. away. I can't wait. Because I, you know, it's it's just, I can't thank you enough for this band existing. Oh. So you're amazing. It's so, it's just exciting. There's so many bands like Suffocation's kind of going through their, their new thing. Right. And it's great. I saw Kevin the other night. He was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You know. Great drummer. Oh, no, no, uh, their new singer, Kevin, yeah, Yeah. Ricky stepped down, and yeah, yeah. he was great, I guess he was in Parexia or something like that, I think he was, yeah, he was great, I loved it, they always make good decisions, oh, yeah, they were, oh, it's great, I couldn't believe how good it was, and then you got this wonderful band here that I was just like, I mean, because I hadn't got to see you, yeah, so, yeah, we just never toured the States for a long time, yeah, that's understandable. I'm actually I'm from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Okay, That's where I was born. Cool. I was I was raised in Florida. But, right, <laughs> but yeah, Thunder Bay to Florida. Huh? Yeah, it's a wise decision. Yeah, I guess I, I I was so little I couldn't even tell you about that. Oh, but. Man, that weather sucks up there, man. Uh, yeah, I you know and it sucks and then the. Senators just got put out the other night. I was yeah, pulling yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning right, fan. Right before right. we were watching it, right before getting on stage at Maryland, and we were like, I was like, if the Canadians were in this situation right now, I wouldn't go on stage. <laughs> oh sure, sure, Double sure. Over top. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting to talk hockey. I said, are you both hockey fans? Yeah. Montreal, both your teams. Yeah. Know what the hell they're doing there right now? Oh, it's, it's, you gotta love the coach. I mean, that's yeah. a middle finger to Boston on the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. You gotta love that. But, but maybe they should have. Do you do you think they should have kept the old? Co- I mean, no, I, no, no, you're glad okay. that they brought. No, I'm not glad. That, but are oh. you talking about PK? Yeah. No, we didn't. You know, he was Shea Weber's a leader. He's great. Great leader. That I mean, that trade worked out for everybody. If I don't you look think at the it problem now. Yeah, is sure that is, you know, Carey Price is sick. We have no goal scorers. That's our issue. You yeah. know, and I don't know if this is true. I had read that they were going to move. Uh, God, what's his name? I've read a couple people that y'all were going to move or not protect in the, the in the expansion yeah, draft. The I would let. But I'll tell you, as a and you guys probably hate the Lightning. I don't know. We've we've got into some Duke out there the past couple of years. We've had, but. We were one point. Toronto fucked us, yeah, man. They went Toronto with one point away from getting in. Yeah, Absolutely made. I literally threw up at work. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No," because <laughs> if the Penguins had won that game, yeah. we would have got in. Yeah. 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 So that's got Stamkos. Yeah, well, you know, he's. I'm worried about him. He's, he's in and out being. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he just gets hurt a lot now. Yeah. But see, Steve Steve Ott ran him when he was playing for the Red Wings. That's why he got hurt. And they, they said that he was. And I was like, I was watching that fucking game on TV. You can't tell me you fucking ran him into the goddamn yeah. boards. But I think Ott's on our team now. Did you? Are, but, I think he is. But, yeah. Oh, he is. But I don't know if you all keep him. I don't know. I don't think after the season. We should trade Pacioretty, Galchenyuk. Put them in a package deal and go get. Well, see, Plakhanik. I thought Plakhanik was going to go. Yeah, I want John Tavares, and I would give away both those. Do you know who you all need? In my opinion, I'll play hockey GM for a second. 
this is, I mean, and apparently he's for sale. Now, whether they move him or not, I would go get Jamie Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because they're cleaning. Yeah. They're, and they can have Ben Bishop. I'm like, you yeah. can take that piece of shit because I'm so glad Tampa got rid of him. I fucking hate him. And my, my dream right now is for the Rangers to go, yeah, we don't want Lundquist anymore in Tampa to go, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we had had a goalie, oh, we yeah. would have beat the fucking Blackhawks. Yeah, sure. We didn't have a fucking goaltender. And Vasilevsky, to me, is not that good. Yeah. He chokes under pressure. You know, I guess you could say the same with Lundquist, but I think if what Lundquist has no defense in front of him. No, Lundquist is If he actually had defense in front of him. Yeah, but, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, I wonder if because you got to be the, the coach thing's good. You got a great coach. Your middle yeah. finger in Boston with that coach. You got to love that. You go out and get. I mean, you get somebody like Jamie. Man. And yeah, I'll tell you somebody else if y'all could get him. We get a superstar. That's cool. You know, but they hate playing in Montreal because the press is just too. Tampa. We tried when we moved quick to or excuse me, we tried to get quick from L.A. And then I guess they're saying now he may not play anymore. Really? Yeah, he's got something wrong with him. I don't know what's wrong with him. But if we we don't have a fucking goaltender, we're never going to fucking do shit. Yeah. But I was so mad at fucking Toronto. I, like, I'm never... Like, it's fun to do cuts with you guys. And I love... The Red Wings are our bitch. Every year in the playoffs, they're Tampa's bitch. Every year, we knock them out. Every year. Like, the past three years, we've got them. And they hate us, too, because Oserman's our GM. And they're just like, fuck you. And then they won't sell... People, if I go up from Florida and try to get a, a ticket in Detroit, they won't sell you a ticket. Really? Like, if you have, like, a Florida ID or something, they will not sell I've you a ticket. Oh, it's nasty. But, whereas that didn't happen with anybody else, Montreal fans came to Tampa and played, y'all got ticket, we go to Montreal, yeah. play, you know, right. whatever. Because who wants to play anybody in Montreal? I would, you couldn't pay me to go to Montreal to watch my team lose. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do the Bell Center, no thanks. That's your old barn. That's, that's, yeah, no. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see. See what they do. We'll see what moves they make. Yeah, Price is, is he still? One year. Wonder what they'll do with that. You think you could get a lot with him. Oh, yeah. But that makes me nervous. He's great, man. You know, you go back to the Olympics. That's why I tell you, being Canadian, it's like every year, it's like, well, when there's the Olympics, they fucking win. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to be Canada? It's fucking stacked. Nobody's going to. Although I heard this year for the Olympics, there's no break in the NHL. Well, see, so yeah, there's a whole lot going on with that. They were yeah. saying, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to let the NHL players go, and if they do, they get fined or something. Yeah, or something. see, I'm worried about that because it's going to mess with the fucking salary cap, or the, or excuse me, the, the the negotiations when it goes to the CPA or whatever the hell that's called when yeah, it goes back yeah, into yeah. the. I don't want that to happen. No, it'll be another goddamn lockout like 05 when I blew my fucking brains out. <laughs> Having to watch fucking basketball or something that I... Just, I don't know what the hell I did that year. It was awful. I remember watching baseball that year. I was like, I want my fucking hockey back. Like, I was so just like, oh. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The same with the Lightning. We've got all these great players, but we don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to... I don't think they're going to protect... Because, see, that's the great thing about that draft. You, you cannot protect people, and they they can just take them for nothing, yeah. and, you, and you get your salary cap yeah, relief. Yeah. You all can do that. I yeah. know we're going to do it. I hope we do. You got to. If you don't, then, that's when we move Brian Boyle. It's like, fine, take him to Toronto. I don't fucking care. It's like, I mean, I wanted to keep him, but at the same time, it's like he's wanting too much money. And you get these players like that. But, I mean, you all could get like a... True Dowdy. See, supposedly he's another one. LA's trying to get rid of him. But it's, the problem is moving his contract. His contract's yeah. so goddamn big. 
but I don't know. Anyway, I went off to hockey tangent. I'm talking to a Canadian band. I'm going to, I'm going to, don't get to talk hockey, so I got off on a tangent with that. Uh, one other thing we do on Phantasm uh, is we're huge horror fans. Are you guys horror fans at all? Well, Cryptopsy's always been a horror fan. We have a lot of quotes from different horror movies. Let's talk about that. Um, Exorcist 3. Love that movie. Have you seen the director's cut of it? Oh. Do you have a Blu-ray player? Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw. I mean, I saw. I saw the the director's cut of Exorcist. The original. I will mail you if you've got a Blu-ray player. I'll buy you and mail you a copy of Exorcist Three, the Screen Factory oh, yeah. put out. All right. It's nasty. Yeah, it's. it's fucking and it was weird. It was movie. right before he died too last year, and we did an episode with it. It's about 30 minutes shorter, but it's fucking raunchy. Oh, yeah? The end of it, it's okay. totally different. Like okay. George C. Scott's just shooting up the fucking place. At the right. end. It's a total different ending. Awesome. Now, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, I yeah. sort of just did. But. Awesome, awesome. Anyway, um, sorry. So yeah. Exorcist 3. You know, you what was that? Where was Exorcist 3? Where did you all use that? None so well. Oh, Christ. None so well. Army of Darkness. Love that. Movie. None so well. Yeah, we were like, oh, I was watching Evil Dead and stuff like that, and Dead Alive, and that's from Blasphemy, but we just redid that quote. Australian film, Dead Alive. Um, Peter Jackson, that movie is fucking... Sick. Nobody knows about that. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah. go watch Dead Alive. Yeah. Go watch the fucking lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just sick. Oh, man. Always been. Always liked it. Well, I think you know, our, our podcast, Play on Words, is Phantasm. I'm a huge fan. I love right. those movies. Yeah. Those movies are fucking... Did you guys get to see Ravenger, the newest one? No. I'll send you a copy of that, too, if you want. Cool, man. Yeah. It's really good. It's not as good because Coscarelli didn't direct it, but it's, it's still got Reggie in it and okay. Mike, and they're all running around. It's the last thing Angus Grimm did, too, so okay. it's kind of cool before he died, right so on. he did right. that. Cool. Uh, I had no idea. So Exorcist three and then so wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, right in the beginning. You gotta see. You, I'm telling you that director's cut of that. I, I, I it is the I'm director's sure cut of that is the raunchiest fucking thing, and it's 30 minutes shorter. You wouldn't think that the story would build up enough to where it would have that kind of flow right. to it. Right. The end of that is so raunchy, like it's just you just have to see Red Dwarf. It's fucking crazy. Cool. So cool. I mean, and then these, of course, he's Chucky too, but. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah. Um, there's a new Halloween film this year, and then there's one next year. I guess Carpenter's doing the music for it, and huh. he did. He did a tour. Last, I don't know if you guys are John Carpenter fans or not. I saw. I saw the CD came out. Did you see that when he toured that yeah. thing? And I watched it on YouTube, and I was just like, oh. And then I've never. I want to have him on the podcast, but apparently he's really mean. So I was just like, no, because he's like my favorite filmmaker. It's like that's the last thing I need to be like. Yeah, fuck you. It's like thanks, John. Love yeah, you. Yeah. I'm gonna go kill myself now right. while I'm live recording. Yeah. Uh, but no, so I didn't do that. But yeah, I really am a big fan of his. But so any any other uh, horror movies? I want to see the new uh, it. It looks great. Yeah. It looks great. It does. I like that book. Yeah. Oh, it's. Yeah. No, uh, it looks pretty, uh, pretty well done. Samplers of uh, the witch. We use that to a part live set. Uh, really? Yeah, the witch. Okay, here's the thing about that. I had never seen. Samplers are made out of. Really? I interviewed Millie from Creator. That's what most of his their new album is about. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's what that Satan is real song's about. Uh, Chris, Chris <laughs> that record's great. But anyway, but no, but he's apparently a big fan of The Witch. I had never seen it, so I went and watched it pretty, after we... It's a pretty badass movie. 
I had never I seen it. Opening scene is pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's it's brutal. I liked it. I like you know I don't know if you guys like these. I like the Conjuring movies. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're fucking yeah, cool, man. Fucking great. Maybe not the new one. Not the new one. The first one, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, the the new one. <laughs> the new. <laughs> I'll quote awesome. Millie. Actually, he was like, "Yeah, that new one, except for the fact that villain's Marilyn Manson." <laughs> That's what he said. Nice. But I mean, it's okay. I don't know. See, I got mad. I don't know about you guys. I got mad. I wanted to see them do Amityville because they covered that yeah. in real life. Yeah. Right. Why didn't you just Why didn't you just show that? Right. Like at we the beginning went, we of the goddamn film. We played in Amityville. We went and saw the house two years ago. Yeah. I've got to tell you something cool about that. You guys will appreciate that. That's amazing. You actually went to the house. I went to the house. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to tell you this. You're going to kick out of it. This fall, and I just got this clear. When I can even talk about it, like legally. We're having Ronnie DeFeo on our podcast. I'm going and interviewing him in New York at the penitentiary. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Which is fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> how safe I feel about doing that, but I'm behind glass, so I guess it's cool. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, you're a horror buff. I mean, that's kind of fitting, right? Well, I mean, he kept asking for my <laughs> my address, and the, the <laughs> lawyer's like, you don't need to tell him anywhere you live. Dress or phone number. I mean, seriously. Not like he's going to get out. Maybe he did, that'd be my luck. You'll be like, yeah, we did this podcast with the dude that got killed by one. I need to fail. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> no, but but I mean, it's it should be cool. It's exciting. It's something you know weird to do. You know, I mean, if they'd let me interview Charles Manson, I'd do it in a second. It'd be fucking cool. <laughs> they won't let anybody talk to that motherfucker. But but yeah, but so I I had no idea. It's all the horror connections with crypto. It makes sense. It's my favorite thing. So I, yeah, death metal and and then horror. And it's all mixed Absolutely. together. It's great. It's a little bit silly. It's a little bit fun. Well, it's it's it is, man. It's and it's. I think to me the two go hand in hand. That's why I was like, this is the perfect podcast. We do horror and we do the right that we right. had Ken Foray on from Dawn of the Dead from Beyond. Yeah. You know the the black. Oh, he's amazing. Had him on. Talked to him for like three hours about fucking <laughs> zombies and fucking shit. Because I I don't know it's cool growing <laughs> up watching that shit. But but yeah, I mean you know it's the the first Evil Dead. An hour and a half from where I grew up in Tennessee is where they shot that damn thing. Oh, cool. That's a school project, I believe. Yeah, in Johnson City, Tennessee. If you guys are ever anywhere near that crazy shit, it's it's up there. It's all it's all rubble. You can get a local to take you back there. Oh, really? It's re- yes. Hey, hell, I will. You do that, I'll drive up and meet you. Cause it's, awesome. But it's, it's cool. Like, the whole... It's destroyed, but you can go back there and see all where they shot that right, stuff. Right, right, right. Sam Oh, yeah, man. Good stuff. He's... Have you been watching the Ash vs. Evil Dead? I'm waiting to, for it to come out on Netflix. I have. It's yeah. good. It's, it's fun. It's fun. He's great. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, I think he's... He's amazing. Campbell's the Oh, he's... He's funny. He's great. Lucy Lawless. Oh, yeah. You know, she's married to Robert Tapper. No. That produced all the... Oh, really? Yes. So that's how she's on the show. Because oh, he did all the Xena and Hercules on stuff. Yeah. But then he also did all the Evil Dead and all this. So that's how. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, I think they're shooting that in New Zealand. Oh, I'm sure. I think so. One of my favorite shows. Uh, I was a big Stargate fan. I think they shot most of that in Canada. I'm pretty sure most yeah, of that was shot. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't watch the first Stargate. I'm a, dwarf. I'm a nerd. That's me going off in another thing. But That's cool. I like the Egyptian. Oh, yeah, man. It's fucking... <laughs> it's all on uh, Hulu, if y'all got that. It's all that shit's on there, if you want to start watching it. But, but yeah, uh, the horror stuff... What was the last thing that you think influenced 
autopsy horror wise. New anything newer like with for you guys. Maybe you lyrically horror, the witch. Yeah, horror because I know that we had a this uh, quote from the book of suffering, the first opening thing is uh-huh. uh, what's that guy was Dracula uh, no something like that. The, the beginning oh, of the book of is this guy, uh, Campbell Hart. I don't know. You he has a radio show about paranormal kind of stuff. You know? That's awesome. It's actually this. It's actually a real sound from hell. That's what he says. That the sound from hell. You know? And they recorded some real stuff. This is what he has. It's a radio show talking about paranormal activities. And That's awesome. And, and that part was just a little piece of a show he did. Ended up founding. That's amazing. I had no idea. Dracula Untold, is that what it's called? The last Dracula thing? That's a good movie. Stole a quote from that. I love it. I thought it was great. That last thing there. That's awesome. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it's cool. I thought that movie was fucking cool. Lyrically, now I've inspired was uh, The Name of the Rose. Yeah. But. Some Italian dude. Here, that's, that's inspired me. Good movie. I've never seen the movie. I watched Sean Connery. Oh, that's a great movie. That's a, yeah. Weird. Abbey. Yeah. Weird period in time. Well, I mean, it's the executions that went down. Oh yeah. For the blasphemous uh, people. I don't know. It sort of fit with me learning not so vile. Good lyrics. All the too. lyrics there. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, guys, I can't thank you. I've rambled on and on and on. I apologize. It's been a pleasure, dude. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Hey, this is Chris from Cryptopsy. Hey, this is Matt from Cryptopsy. This is Flo from Cryptopsy. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. It's a pro. You're good. Oh, you're a pro. Oh, he is. I said I fucked it up. Now you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs>